well, this is going to be too much information. Here's some nightclub for you, some nightclub treatment. <laughs> I told them. I told them to get ready. <laughs> I, uh, I think we're ready. Uh, I, I feel a lot better after I just got out of the bathroom <laughs> ten minutes ago. I feel a lot better. So I like, I'm I like ready how you. Yeah. I like how you clean yeah. that up for him a little bit. I did clean it up yeah. for him, though, yeah. Good so what, what he's trying to say is he went take a large, massive shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now he feels better. That's what It's a relatable heard. experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. <laughs> I feel a little there. better. He was all hysterical like Rosemary. He had a food baby. And he had to drop that demon off. <laughs> Man. Tim, did you Tim, return to father it? Do what? Did you return to father the demon? <laughs> yeah. I told him I want that baby. Um, <laughs> you can't have it. It's not yours. It's special. To the nightclub where the year is one. Hell, Satan. Hell, Hell Adrian. Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Uh, <laughs> Hell, Adrian. <laughs> Rocky busts in there and just starts you beating the shit out of that, that cult. You gotta chase that little <laughs> chicken out of there, Rock. Dude, if 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 uh Mia Farrow would have been having a dream and in the corner of like where the nuns are bricking up the wall and shit, you just <laughs> see Rocky and Mick and the chicken running around. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, uh, they're becoming mascots of the show. That little chicken. I that love little it. chicken. I'm, I'm the witch doctor of doom, Travis Saperstein Boone, and um, I'm joined tonight by Guy Fietti. What's happening? <laughs> and we got uh, well, Grindhouse isn't here. He he got uh, cursed by this movie, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we have we have, uh, and this is the last time I'm going to introduce you. This he's way. in a. He's in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> Grindhouse is in a coma <laughs> off screen right now. Yeah. We don't hear from him in three months. Oh, After right. 800 years, he gets very tired sometimes. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that was the newest edition of the nightclub. Oh, the newest edition That's of right. the nightclub. That, that not bright bitch T. Trevor. T. 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 Trevor. <laughs> Doubling up on the T's, cuz. Um, I don't know if T. Trevor makes sense. You're a big old dude, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I need tea. I need I need a second T because I'm so big. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a T multiplier, you see. Ah, um, T squared, T well, squared, river. We also have with us tonight Tim and Bailey from the Average Podcast. Um, what's the, what's the subtitle for that podcast? Uh, movie reviews for social settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our little subtitle. Yeah, Tim nice. Bailey, welcome to the nightclub. Excited to be here. Welcome to the nightclub. 
where we are the ones who have a scorecard. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about about the average podcast uh, before yeah. we get into the festivities. I was awesome. lucky enough to be on there twice this past Halloween month. Uh, we yeah, reviewed... Thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I had a blast. We reviewed Mars Attacks and we Ooh. reviewed um, Sign. No, not Signs. Fucking um, the Sixth Sixth Sense. Sense. Yep. Yeah. And um, the way that my boy died and was still going to work. Uh, oh, <laughs> rough. <laughs> God, <laughs> that damn. is rough. Damn. <laughs> Ew, that's. I mean, that's very Warhammer in a way, though, right, Tim? <laughs> Even in death, I serve. I'll oh. always serve the Emperor. Yeah. It's all getting tied together tonight. There's also going to be some some Beatles tie-ins all over. Because hey, if people didn't hate Woo! this tonight's movie enough, the, the the band that everyone seemingly hates on the nightclub Discord is going to get mentioned a lot. Except me, I fucking love the Beatles. So here we go. <laughs> um, the average podcast. I like how y- y'all's format over there. Um, with the the scorecards, you have like um. Well, I'll let you mm-hmm. explain it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We so we ask for the average viewer to submit a scorecard that they can find through the link tree on our Instagram. And it breaks down how we watch a movie and shoots out a score that then creates the average. So it takes into consideration things like acting, the script, uh, the special effects, and then your overall entertainment value shoots you a score out of 50, which can be broken down then if you scored like 45 out of 50, that'd be four and a half stars or nine out of 10, the equivalent of that. And then we use that to kind of as the basis of our podcast and talk about it and break down each category. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was a lot of fun doing it that way too. Uh, different, very different compared to some of the other pods I've listened to slash been on. Uh, we, we have some friends um, over at Chuddle the Pod that they have their own unique way of dissecting a movie they got little segments that they do throughout the episode so it's they they do a fun thing too we're basic bitches go listen to them yeah yeah also listeners there will be links in the show notes for the average podcast so and they're not (laughs) they're not average that's just the name of the show (laughs) i bid you welcome MCA Universal Home Video announces the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. These are the titles monster fans have been waiting to sink their teeth into. Now, at the spectacular price of $14.98 each, suggested retail. Ask for the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Collection. Classic monster titles with a haunting new look at a price to die for. I want to get you guys' history with horror. Take me back in time. What's the first okay. thing you ever saw? Well, and I, also, listeners, The Average is not exclusively a horror podcast. They cover all genre. They just happen to go crazy during the month of October with yes. horror movies, as 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 you should. That's when I let myself loose and just go for what I love. Uh, I'll let my wife answer the question of where she got started on horror first, and then I'll go. Okay. Like, when did I first start watching horror stuff? Yeah. And, like, what was the first thing that really got you? Like, oh, Oh, this movie terrified the shit out of me. Well, my dad made me, like, watch horror movies with him and shows. I watched Ghost Hunters as a child. And... When they like when my parents would watch the really scary ones, I would sneak in the living room and like hide behind the couch and watch them. 
Um, I feel like the first one I remember seeing that really scared me was the ring, like watching her climb out of the TV. Mm. I saw that on accident. <laughs> and that was pretty scary. <laughs> um, and like in The Exorcist, her walking backwards down the stairs. I don't know. I've just always been a horror fan. I've always liked to watch things that are disturbing. And then that was kind of the first thing that we connected over when we started dating, I think, was that we both liked yeah. creepy stuff. So I love that. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. I love uh, that. that. One is... of our first major talking points was uh, the movie Hereditary, uh, and oh, she loved it. Ooh, so nice. she loved yeah. it. I appreciated it, uh, and I appreciate it more as time goes on. Um, Go listen to my... our episode, Headless Grandma, where we covered it. <laughs> my history with horror is a little different. I'm a I'm a PK, so I grew up in a pastor's household. And that meant I was not allowed to watch horror. You know, it's it's evil. So I've always been drawn to it. So growing up, I was allowed to watch the black and white, the universal monsters. And then I was allowed to watch uh, the old Vincent Price horror, like uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, Fall oh, yeah. House of Usher with Vincent Price. And as I got older, you know, I was allowed to like dip my toes in the whatever and then i'd go to a friend's house and watch something crazier the first thing that i I can't really tell you what truly scared me the first time what was a movie that i was like that messed me up yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know but i just kind of i just kind of dove into all of it so once i broke out of the household and was allowed to explore my own i watched ton of 80s like straight to vhs horror now i watch the a24 horror movies that are coming out i just love all of it i want to see it all i want to immerse myself in it i want it on all the time i put it on in the background for comfort as crazy as that sounds but like i just i I love the horror world so like i think um am i seeing a phantasm shirt yep like the soundtrack to that movie drew me into that movie i loved that movie that was one of the first ones i went into when i started watching the older 70s and 80s horror films but yeah i i can't tell you where it began other than like sneaking some horror vhs from the library but it was usually those (laughs) old like black and white universal monsters or like abbott and costello meet frankenstein those were my first experiences with horror because that's what was allowed in my sheltered home. And oh. now I watch whatever I want, whenever I want. Fuck yeah. I know Travis is the one wearing the Phantasm shirt. Yeah. But like, I got him into it because that's probably my favorite horror film. Tim, right, Tim, Tim, right you next remember, to Aliens. You remember on the episode when I went crazy about Phantasm because you liked it and I said, my boy Rick, that's my boy Rick right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Go, go check out that episode, Ricky, because I fucking, I blew oh, you. I, I blew you. Oh, which one? Thanks. Which one was that? I think that was actually Mars Attacks. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to get something. I never asked anybody this, so this is a first time question. Yep. For the for the history with horror section, uh, in I'm our little it. nightclub video store, what what are y'all's favorite subgenres of horror? And it doesn't have to be one. You could say a few. I don't care. There ain't no rules. I don't know mm. what you would call mine, but you know how to describe it. It's not like I don't like slashers as much. She can't stand my slashers. Um, like just psychologically disturbing demon movies, like Rosemary's Baby. 
She likes she likes the ones that tend to get under your skin and live with you more than like the in your face horror. She likes the ones that really just make you uncomfortable and squirm while you watch. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not sure exactly what we would call those. She also really enjoys folk horror. That's her thing. Yeah. Wicker Man, Wicker Man, Mid- Midsommar. She loves those films. Can't wait to hear what y'all think about um, Lord of Misrule when that comes out. Oh, we'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, I, I have a fondness for. Uh, I I truly love the slasher genre. I don't know that it is my favorite, but it is my go-to. If that makes sense, sure. Um, I think there's more quality films in other genres. Sure. Not to say yeah. that there aren't in the slasher slasher genre, but the enjoyment level in the slasher genre is so high for me. I just gravitate to those slasher films, and I especially love when they can mix in a little bit of the, you know, a little paranormal here. It's super silly, but one of my go-to movies is Chopping Mall. Oh, nice. Movie- that movie's just a ton of fun for Fuck yeah. For no reason. I love that film. But Angus yeah. Scrim is in it too. Mm-hmm. Briefly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> boy. Boy. Um, um it's it's kinda like candy versus filet mignon. You know, you're gonna go for that little piece of candy, and that's what the slasher genre usually is in the realm of horror. I think zombie movies are like that too. They're a dime a dozen. Now, when they make really fucking good ones, they're really mm-hmm. fucking good and they stand out. But it's it's different, and I would I would describe Bailey's favorite as psychological horror, cosmic even. Some cosmic films get under your skin like that. Some yeah. possession movies in general. I mean, like look at Hereditary. Yep, yep. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned zombie. That's actually probably my least favorite genre of horror. If I'm throwing that one, out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Grindhouse were here. God, ah, fucking damn you it. too. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Grindhouse. His name his name is literally Grindhouse Zombie. So yep. <laughs> cl- clue yeah. in to his favorite subgenre. I, I don't hate him. I just like I don't go to those films. They're just you're not your favorite. I got yeah, you. Exactly. The last thing I'll ask you guys is what is your favorite horror movie? Oh god. Uh, okay. To, and you don't have to pick just one. I I'd like a definitive, but you don't have to. I have a definitive. It's one of the first I was allowed to watch, and even to this day, I go back and rewatch it, and just the mastery in every scene. It's Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho from 1960. That is hands nice. down my favorite. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. I mean, from making it with his television crew because the studio wouldn't give him the budget <laughs> to just the performance of uh norman bates by anthony perkins it's a fantastic film it's my favorite horror film easily i need to deep dive some hitchcock man i've only seen psycho and the birds well those are his only two horror films so damn what yeah but i had more than that (laughs) he was the master of suspense and most um most people kind of we count horror adjacent as horror here on this show yeah okay yeah well even his even his suspense films, they were tended to be very espionage related. We also, we also count spy movies as horror films here. So Austin Powers <laughs> is a horror movie. James Bond. <laughs> oh my God. Die Another Day. Um, yeah. Man I've with never, the Golden Gun. I've never seen James, a single James Bond movie in my entire life, believe it or not. 
Really? Never did it. I will one day. One day I'm going to fucking binge watch the shit out of them. You're going to get I... bored at some point. I'll be honest. I tried to do that and didn't make it. Didn't make it. Um, I'll just make sure you watch Man with the Golden Gun because... Uh... Does that have my boy Sean Connery in it? Oh. Yes, I think Golden Gun was Sean. Yeah. I just want to see anything that Sean Connery did. His were good. Well, it's got Saruman also. Well, if we're comparing name. Bond and Suspense, uh, North by Northwest from Hitchcock was actually, I think, intended to be a James Bond film and then was <laughs> scrapped for that. And Hitchcock made it with Cary Grant anyways. And it's got that famous uh, climbing the, what's that, the mountain with all the presidents on it? Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. It's got that famous chasing in it. Fantastic film, but it's definitely like spy thriller. We didn't get Bailey's favorite horror film of all time. Oh, no, gosh, we didn't. No, I, I guess if I had to pick like a classic one, I would say The Shining. Yeah, nice. girl. Yeah, I'm but you don't have to pick a classic. I know, but I'm you just... can pick what you want. You could pick. You could give us. You could give us. You can just give us a handful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one or The Witch. Yeah. <laughs> When earlier when you said she loved folk horror, I'm over there like, "Cuh, man, yeah, me too." That's my 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 two favorite subgenres would be cosmic and folk. That that be. Oh my gosh! Did you guys see Lamb? It's not yep. really horror. I don't know, but Tim it is. It, she it she dragged us to the theater to see Lamb. I said, "What the fuck did I just watch?" The little <laughs> Lamb kid was so cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I'm not gonna lie. I felt like I wasted my time with that movie. That, but... that movie was beautiful, though. Like... It was. It, it ended up on my that. year. It ended up on my year that list just because of how pretty it was. Really, I just love looking at the so. landscapes and shit. Speaking of how I, this is a tangent, how do we feel about Robert Eggers? Uh, I can't wait. I neither can I. Nosferatu. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm big excited. Eggers, Eggers can do movie. no wrong. We just watched the original Nosferatu, I think, two years ago for th- our 13 Nights of Halloween series. And I I had never sat down and watched it in com- in entirety before. Me either. And was struck by just how beautiful that film was. Yeah. And yeah. I cannot wait for Robert Eggers' interpretation of it. Eggers can do no wrong, man. The Lighthouse is in my top ten favorite movies of all time, so... I just forget how much masturbation is in that movie. I That's what that makes it so movie. great. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much masturbation. All the in jerking movie. off and farting. Every, you every time. The best. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. So yeah, and Eggers again, like Ricky's saying, he can do no wrong. Every movie he's made is a goddamn 10 out of the 10. The fucking Northman, dude. <laughs> the Northman was a two-hour heavy metal music video, and it was amazing. Hell yeah. I didn't. It's beautiful. I, I didn't expect as much witchy shit as we got in that movie, and I right. loved it. I fucking yeah. love. What's her name? The the actress. Anya Taylor Joy. No, no, no. The singer. Oh. I meant um, Bjork. Uh, Bjork showing up and just oh. being a blind witch. I'm like speaking of speaking girl. of Anya though. Um, how about that Furiosa? Furiosa coming trailer? out. Uh huh. Yeah. I need I to go back and Travis? watch no, Fury Road. Oh, so, oh, oh, it's a sequel to Fury Road. It's okay, a prequel. prequel. And okay. Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Furiosa. But does Homeboy, is Homeboy directing it? I don't know. I think so, yeah. I don't know. Oh, fucking A. I can't remember his name, but he's the he's uh, the, he's the guy. He's, he made Miller? them all. 
The, yes, the... yes. He made yeah. all of them. So yeah, fuck yeah. If y'all were wondering what our favorite horror movies are, you're going to have to go listen to Joe Blow Horror Show episode 100, and then you'll find out. Yeah. I'm going to add that to the list. Shameless plug. Be, Shameless be, plug. Be warned, it's like a three-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer commute to work, so I don't know where I'm going to get the time. No, well, we'll, nice one. we'll tell Tim and Bailey, I guess. Fuck it, and I, the listeners can hear it, too. My favorite <laughs> horror movie of all times: The Evil Dead, 1981. Hands oh, down. that's a good one. Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't remember what your number three was. Uh, signs. Signs, yeah. Mine are, my three are Phantasm, Aliens, and Army of Darkness. Yeah, and my top one was Aliens. And then, yeah. what was the other one? I can't remember. <laughs> Terrifier and Seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Terrifier, my bad, Terrifier 2. I was going to say, the first two. Terrifier oh, yeah. or the second one? The, se- um, the second one. Okay, that movie is so fucking dope. Respectable list, guys. I got to see that. I I only gave you my first one. I feel left behind. Then, oh well, you can give. No, that's what I said. You can give a bunch. Uh, It don't matter. Okay, I don't. Man, I don't know. Um, I be hard pressed to figure out top three. I definitely know Psycho's number one. Don't think about it. Just say them. Just say them Uh, from your heart. I love The Conjuring, the first one. Love that Mm -hmm. film. Yeah, Uh, great, great movie. Man. I love Patrick Wilson and uh, Mia. Uh, what's her name? Vera from Vera Famiga. Yes, and yeah, I think man. James Wan is a. I'm gonna marry her. James he Wan is a, is a stud. He's a talented her. director. I'm, a, I'm gonna like, marry James Wan and Vera from. <laughs> I'm gonna marry the little tumor guy from *Malignant* because a, that was a ten out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna marry Sarah so from *Blade* of early 2004. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Your, va- your vampire bride. <laughs> yeah. You're going to marry Pearl from Blade? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you just said? Bro, yeah. bro I'm going to go. I'm a, I'm, he's going to be Will down the aisle, and he's going to be like, ah, man, I do. <laughs> and I'm going to burn him. I'm going to burn him. <laughs> I told you not to move. Oh. That's our kink. That's how we get down in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. He's like, burn him with UV lights. He calls Frost and he's like, Frost, hit me with the, he's going to hit me with the UV, Frost. Frost likes to watch. That's his. Oh, game. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. We just covered Blade, so it's We're on there. stupid. Don't <laughs> yeah. mind us. I told y'all <laughs> it's going to be dumb. We're stupid. Oh, are y'all, are y'all, in, no, uh, Bailey's probably not imbibing in anything. Poor thing. She's sick. Yeah, no, she's just sitting here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I've got a drink. You yeah. got your rum? I feel bad. Uh I I've got a I've got wine actually. So All right. Nice. I got I got an IPA tonight. All right. I got Bud Light tonight. Bud Light tonight. Blueberry simply lemonades and cotton candy. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> if Grindhouse were here, he would be making all kind of dumbass comments about what you're drinking. Uh, dude, I love Trevor, man, this yeah, motherfucker's well. just eating cotton candy at, at seven thirty p.m. at night out of nowhere. I love being an adult; it's great. It's Dude. the best. Hell yeah! Where, where did you get cotton candy? The store? I no. thought you were gonna ask where did we get him. No, <laughs> I couldn't find cotton candy if you asked me to right now. So we grew up yeah. with him. We got him for free, dude. Right? Yeah. <laughs> No, they mm. sell cotton candy at the stores down down here in, in Louisiana. 
We also have drive through like liquor places too. So oh yeah, we yep. could go drive to Durgan's right now. Yeah, and get fucking margaritas and daiquiris. Yep. Yep. At the yep. window. Don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. Few years ago, uh, I don't know if you heard her. We just got the ability to buy alcohol on Sundays. Like, oh, nice! Three, four years ago in Indiana. So, damn, we're really damn. Along oh, there. y'all are in so Indiana. They had yep. to pass it because of nice. COVID, right? Like twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, I think it was passed before COVID, but it's like you can't buy it until after church lets out. So at one o'clock, you can buy alcohol for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love these dumbass <laughs> religious laws. You gotta go Jesus confess Christ. before you fucking drink. Yeah. You better go confess first. All yes. right. Dope. All right. Um, so that was Tim and Bailey's horror history. I enjoyed the shit out of that. And <laughs> we're gonna get into a movie that I think has already been proven to be somewhat divisive. This was Bailey's pick for tonight. So thank you, Bailey. I thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I can't speak for any, anyone else, but before you watch tonight's movie, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to move to the Brantford, and you're gonna <laughs> and you're gonna want to you're gonna want to have the fucking measly weasley little apartment salesman be like, oh my god, can you help me with this dresser, and have little dick energy when he does it, and then you're gonna want to help him move that dresser and find a passageway to a crazy witch coven satanist cult living room with a devil baby because they get they got a devil baby in this movie that's what you're gonna want to do yeah but don't worry about seeing it you don't get that i love that about it me no. too okay <laughs> ambiguity works sometimes you know that oh yes oh yes look at him it's i know Fantas- phantasm is <laughs> my favorite movie i know about ambiguity that's who what said saying. it what what that you can see mean- is always scarier than what you can that so. doesn't mean Cosmic. i don't want them to try they did try. Try to woo me. They hinted. Married. They gave they, us a nice hint. No, no, they did try. They had one writer that was uh, like, hey, we, we need to show a little demon baby. And Polanski yeah. and, a, and a bunch of other folks were like, nope, not doing it. They put yeah, their pinkies stupid. out. They put their pinkies out and they were like, no, that wouldn't be sophisticated enough. Yeah. They I, wrote I mean, it, it was the script. They wrote it in the so, you know. Goddamn. Normally, the nightclub is a trash heap. Tonight it is a fancy trash heap because I got my pinky hold on, out, hold on, my dick hold on, out. Ready? I can't wait. Let me <laughs> let me ask y'all something. I'm drinking Tim. wine with my pinky up. That's Tim, right. Bailey, have y'all ever seen Street Trash? Okay, so I added Street Trash to my list. I started it because uh, Travis had recommended it. I'm ahead yep. of the game, bitch. Yeah, he had recommended it, and then I just haven't found the time to sit back down and watch it. We've had okay. a fuck up month. You- so, Hold on, why are you surprised that I'm not pimping I'm not, these awesome I'm movies? I'm no, mad. he plugged them. He plugged them. I just haven't like. I'm oh, not gonna get into I what my told him about Mystics like, in but... Bali. I done told him about Tetsuo. I done told him about all of it. He just went down my favorite movie list and told you my favorite movies to watch instead of his. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what, was, what I'm upset about. <laughs> what was the Bigfoot movie? I can't remember the Bigfoot movie. Night of the Demon. Yes, I watched that one. I watched that one. Yeah, and that's mine, dude. That one. No, that that one. Fuck no! You, I saw. I saw that with James have... Wolf years ago. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Let me ask you something. I'll let you two hold fight on. this out. Yeah, we got to fight our, our horror trash credentials out. Hold Do on. you have a sticker with Bigfoot holding the ripped dick? No, I don't. I couldn't well, afford okay, it. Then. Oh, where the fuck well, did you okay, get that? Then. 
I want. Uh, I almost passed out at that scene. That was so uncomfortable. <laughs> a while back, Severin re-released. Severin re-released that film, and when they did, they made like a miniature collectible statue and stickers and all kinds of awesome Bigfoot dick ripping stuff. And they released yes. it. They released it right after the nightclub covered it. By the way, yeah. Also, yeah. Ooh, coincidence. Awesome. I think. coincidence. Yeah. No, I look, think they, not. they yeah. released it because of the nightclub. I'm just saying. A full release. <laughs> yeah. All over. I've been down this road climax. All over the face, neck, and chest. What you want to do is talk to the director <laughs> and find out if they can edit some of this shit down. If he can take the time out of his busy scheduling of trying to rape children to edit the fucking <laughs> movie down. That's what you want to do. Damn. Because it's too long. Because Terrifier 2 oh. feels shorter than this. Oh, that's God. all. That's all right. All right. That's my deep dig. Okay. That's, that's my deep amazing. Dig. I love you. I love you. My, why have I not heard this about Roman Polanski? Oh, you're about to because we're getting into it in Oof. a minute. Maybe what you want to do is drink a Tannis Root smoothie that looks strangely like ranch dressing. Ooh. <laughs> I would just say, I would suggest what you would like to do is not eat Walmart frozen pizza before watching this movie. Oh, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Or I would suggest cooking the pizza before you watch We, we did. We did. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? I think it might just be the movie. Yes. I had so. orange glazed pork chops that were pan seared with fucking oven roasted potatoes and sausage and sweet potatoes and onions and bell peppers. Okay, Gordon Ramsay. And it was good, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good food. This movie's cursed, so if you have not seen tonight's film, which is Rosemary's Baby, cry off now. Let got a the death ri- curse. It's got a death curse. <laughs> Let the ritual begin. Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? I have a confession to make, guys. You've never I have seen a confession movie. to make. No. I'm no fool. Someone get in the best, the best, the best, the best, the of, best you. of you. I'm listening, Tim. It's all good. I, had, I didn't know I started a karaoke session. Um, I had zero interest in this movie until watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from oh, Grand yeah. Tech. Okay. Yeah, that's another you. thing we should put I in understand. There, what we're, you want to do. What's so another want... thing we should put in what you want to do is not answer the door when a bunch of Jesus freak fucking <laughs> yeah. hippies show up at your door yeah. looking for no. drugs and shit. Don't open it. She said Shoot those motherfuckers. <laughs> so what, said, so I'm the devil and I'm here to do some devil shit. It's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah. much what he said. But what you're going to want to do is challenge Bruce Lee to a fight and then throw him into somebody's car. <laughs> God, I, damn. I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I've never it's seen good, Once Upon a Time it's, in Hollywood. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? You oh need to watch that movie. God. It's a it's, good movie. It's my least favorite Quentin Tarantino film. Is I know what really? it's about, but that's just because I know about Charles Manson. You know? I, it's a love letter to like 1960s, 1970s Hollywood. And just the, hey, the build-up to knowing that Quentin Tarantino is about to cover the Manson family massacre murders whatever you want to call it like 
I was so sick to my stomach wondering how he was going to handle this. And then I just it, it belly laughed hysterical i love that film ricky if you want to watch a boring slow long movie watch that movie i already did that once today i want to talk about tarantino for a second yeah all right i love tarantino so i my favorite directors in this world are the coen brothers and quentin tarantino okay there was a point a friend of ours uh cody israel um cody co who did our nightclub rap song which is dope as fuck he uh he's a his Tarantino's his favorite hands down director. And me and him have talked Tarantino for years. Like we can get on the phone and talk about Tarantino for three hours every time we talk about him. We can just talk about him. And um I had a period where it was right after Inglorious Bastards where I was doubting Tarantino and then doubted him after Inglorious Bastards. After that listen, blows my mind. Because listen though, I'm everyone listening. has everyone has different tastes, yeah. and war movies are not my thing, right? Okay. So okay. So I, I saw just don't get you. That boy ain't So right. don't see Godzilla minus one. Wait, Shut what? the fuck up. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil nothing. You're, it's you're, a war movie. You're 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 I need to watch my it. language. I'm I'm a Godzilla freak. It, I heard good a things. World War II movie, so I'm just warning you. <gasps> okay. You done fucked up. I'm excited. <laughs> what I was trying to say, though, is that yep. what I got instead of a war movie was a Rosemary's Baby, a long story-driven oh, narrative. Yeah, okay. and, and, and it's yeah. amazing for that. Yeah. So I, I told Cody after seeing Inglorious Bastards, I'm never going to doubt Tarantino again. And I didn't. Yeah. And every time after Inglorious, we got Django, we got fucking uh, Death Proof, we got... um. Hateful oh, Eight. Hateful Eight, which was amazing. So Reservoir Dogs in the Old West in Snow. Amazing. And then we got Once Upon a Time. And I saw that movie, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? This is not even Tarantino. It's not his style. It's a hangout movie for sure, which is fine. But it's like, it's so much shots of cars and driving and scenery and not clever dialogue. And then, and then you finally get the ending, which was a 10 out of 10 ending. I admit that. But this and this is just my opinion, man. I've only seen it once. I will watch it again. I hope I turn around on it because I want to. I want to love the movie. I want to love every movie I watch. I mean, I don't want to hate a movie. I know right? that. I know that's true. That's and, fair. And so, like, for me to say <laughs> that I don't like this this movie, especially a movie from Tarantino... This is I was joking earlier when I and taking a shot at Ricky when I said uh if you want to watch a long boring movie but no watch it though because it is I'm I know it's a class movie I know it's good it just for Tarantino it let me down he finally did it he let me down and to find out that his last movie is about a movie critic that cuz this is my thing with Tarantino instead of just being good He's he's worried too much about winning a Best Picture Oscar because he wants it. He wants to have it so bad. He made a throwback nostalgia movie about making movies. Like, stop, dude. And now you're making a movie about movie critics because you butt hurt. I see through you, bitch. Movie critics are you. shitty though. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby is a 1968 American psychological witch horror film. I'm throwing in the witch. Uh, written and directed by Roman Polanski. Based on the Ira Levin's 1967 novel of the same name, this movie is starring Mia 
Sparrow with the best, like, I love when she cuts her hair really short and looks like a pixie. I love it. Am I the only one? No. Yeah, maybe. No, no, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate it on her. Apparently it was why Bailey wanted to watch it. I, I, that model, Tyra Banks, has one of the models cut her hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it, so, man. That's so there awesome. you go. Is that the first top model reference on this podcast? Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's my wife. I, I didn't mind it for the movie, but I'm just not a fan of, of the short woman hair. I like I like it. and I want it to be not, able to choke you don't, you me don't in my like, sleep. You don't like short women with hair? <laughs> no. That's what she said. Misogamy. That's that not what I blatant, said. That is blatant misogamy. <laughs> I'm gonna do another. No. I'm, I'm gonna I, do another dream chimes with the grindhouse, and I'm gonna put you do saying it. I do don't it. like short women hair. Well, what I meant was is short hair women. that women do. Yeah, the yeah. short hair that women do. This sounds almost yeah. like a like a Iron Maiden song. Like I said, I the want to be choked in do. my sleep by long, lustrious hair. That's I. I, that's I like her hair better in this movie. Trevor wants to eat spaghetti hair. I, I like her hair better in the beginning of the movie. I'll just say that. Okay. That, well, yeah. She does not, one. but she does not look bad with short hair by a mile. She like, she doesn't. Not about she doesn't. Movie. I'm just. It was take, just I'm a gonna, very abrupt change that came. I'm going to take it a step further and say I like V for Vendetta hair, lack thereof. Hey, as long I, as long I, as the storyline behind it is V for Vendetta, then yes. I want to talk day, about one V day, for Vendetta one because. My favorite, one of my favorite parts <laughs> is when she realizes that it was a, that it was all a fucking ruse. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she says is, you cut my hair. <laughs> and I die every time. Cause it's like, that's the first thing that really strikes her. Like she's pissed. Son of a bitch. You cut my hair. <laughs> it's like, Oh damn. That's like from child's play when he's like, kill the haw. He don't even finish the word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mia Farrow plays Rosemary Woodhouse. We got John Cassavetes, who's also a director, playing Guy Woodhouse. He's not the director. He's a director. A director. We've got Oscar-winning yeah. Ruth Gordon playing Minnie Cassavet. Uh, she won an Oscar for this movie. So there you go. Boom. He chewed and- up every scene like she chewed that cake at the dining room table <laughs> at the beginning of the film. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Dude, she when she's she is a presence on screen. Like she's amazing. Oh, by far. It's by far it, the best character in the film. It's one of those that like I hated her, and that is a credit to her performance. Right. Sure. Sure. I mean, I love her. I think she's hilarious. But the way she chewed that food was enough to turn me off at the beginning of the film. I was like, I'm done with you. You're disgusting. I'm over this. She's chomping on that cake. She's chomping on that cake, scoops the piece up for the husband using the same fork she's masticating off of, (laughs) drops it on his plate, and then goes back to chewing off that fork. I'm like, that is disgusting. This lady is gross, but she's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. We also have Sydney Blackmere as uh, Roman Castavet. That's the Castavet. I'm saying their name wrong. Minnie and Roman Castavet. Uh, they're the old couple that lives upstairs in the Branford. And we have, or I think they live around the corner. I don't know where they live. Around but... the corner. It's the same floor, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah Rosemary right. can hear them through the walls. She yeah, can right. share a hallway. She hears everything through the fucking walls. You turn on a fucking blender. You flick a light switch. She's like, what, what was that? A witch cult? Uh, so you got you got Maurice Evans as Hutch, my boy Hutch, not Hitch. He ain't in there dancing with Kevin James. 
You got Ralph Bellamy as Dr. Abraham Saperstein. Saperstein's name gets used again in the Halloween 2018 movie, I, I believe, right? That's That was the doctor's name? Mm, the, you got me, bud. I think it was. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, Angela Dorian as Terry Gianofrio. Gianofrio. Yeah, she's the neighbor that throws herself out the window a la Child's Play, except minus the doll pushing a bitch. And we got um, Patsy Kelly as Laura Louise. I'm only mentioning her because her name gets brought up a lot. Everyone else I'm not going to mention except Tony Curtis, a legendary actor and Oscar winner who played a cameo role whenever um, Rosemary calls the actor Donald, what's his name, that got went blind. Tony Curtis plays the voice on the phone, and and actress Mia Farrow couldn't pinpoint who it was and was trying to while the scene was being shot. So that look of confusion on her face is genuine, because she because the real life person Mia Farrow is trying to like I know this voice, but who is this person I'm talking to? Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. a neat little uh neat little thingy. Very and, neat. Uh, there is another actor in this movie that Bailey likes to point out every time we watch it. What's that? There's this documentary called Holy Hell. And the cult leader guy was in this movie in the party scene when she has a party with her old friends for like one second. And you can see his face, but every time I think about how he's a cult leader. So do you know the background of that story? No. So there's a documentary, I believe it's Shell. Like is it on Netflix? I think so. Uh, there's a documentary called Holy Hell about a cult leader who was once an actor. And he is actually in this movie when Mia Farrow, when Rosemary throws her party with all right. her friends. There is one shot of two guys. And one of those guys turned into a cult leader in the late 80s and early 90s and ran a cult out of L.A., Something like something that. like that, but there's Makes a whole weird, there's a whole documentary about him on uh, Netflix called Holy Hell, and his big claim to fame the whole time that he uses it to do terrible things, of course, um, was that he was in Rosemary's Baby. So every time that scene happens, Bailey goes, "That's the guy. That's that's the cult leader." So that's amazing <laughs> because again, this movie is tied to the Manson family cult because of the murders that happened. We're going to get into that in a minute, but. This movie is cursed, by the way. Like, there's a lot. The Brantford Hotel or the Brantford apartment building in this movie is actually the hotel that John Lennon was living at whenever he got shot by Mark David Chapman. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, this. I know that. There's, there's darkness surrounding this ungodly masterpiece of a film. This movie was originally a novel. William Castle was uh, the producer, and he, he was like, holy shit, this book's amazing. Let me bring this to Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock declined to direct it. Don't know why. Uh, it would have been amazing. It, well, it is amazing. It is, yeah. D despite Polanski's past, but it it, <laughs> it, it, it is amazing. Uh, <laughs> just, But yeah, it would have been dope to see a Hitchcock version. Uh, I imagine certain scenes would have been shot very similar because Polanski was a Hitchcock fan. So, you know, mm -hmm. this movie was made on a very low budget. One million bucks. Close, well, it was closer to two, actually. It was like 1.9. So okay. there you go. I mean, this movie was shot for bare bones back in the day. This is like an indie movie today being made. And 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 I think that this would, like you say, Tim, you're an A24 fan. This is the kind of movie that A24 would put out. Absolutely. So they casted this movie 
And originally they wanted Sharon Tate to play the role of Rosemary Woodhouse. That was Roman Polanski's wife. Well, she was Preggers at the time, which Mia Farrow ended up being Preggers too during production. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole rigmarole here. And um, Sharon Tate had to turn it down. And while they were filming this movie, something else was going on in California. Something dark and fucked up. We've referenced it tonight with the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that's the murder of Sharon Tate and her friends um, at, at Roman Polanski's house by the Manson family. So two cults now. I just learned about this holy hell shit. Two cults are tied to this movie. John Lennon's murder is tied to this movie. So a it's whole- done some good and some bad in the world. Nice. <laughs> it's like a black <laughs> hole of fucked up. I'm a big Beatles fan. I'm big, yeah. big time Beatles fan. I know a lot of Beatles history. Like I used to listen to a podcast called "There's Something About the Beatles," uh, and th- this guy it was it was an American and a British guy. Eventually, it was just the American guy. Uh, the British dude had to do other stuff, but they were big Beatles fanboys, and they gave you the deep dives, like interviews, behind the scenes, everything like, for everything, everything. And this was a big part of that um, that podcast was was Manson's ties to the Beatles as well, because Manson thought the Beatles were speaking directly to him when they recorded. Right. Uh, um, Helter Skelter. Right. White album. They they th- Yes, they thought that they were talking directly to him and that they were like the four horsemen of the apocalypse or what the fuck ever. No, no. They he, he saw them as the locusts, the long haired locusts. With uh, the locusts and the revelations have long hair of women and armor, and he saw the guitars as armor and their long hippie hair as the long hair of women. And he's like, in his sounds like a fucking stretch, right? In his acid trip hippie mind, he's (laughs) like, made sense. Listen, man, sounds like the gibbering of a fucking lunatic and an idiot. Okay, the Beatles are gonna come and tell us about how we're supposed to kill this actress, and right. Kill all pigs in blood Facil- on the wall. Facilitate a race war and then teach yes. the, the black people how to rule the world after it's over with. Like, that was the guy's plan. Right. He Crazy. was nuts out of his mind. Nuts out of his butts. Nuts out of his butts, even. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Nuts out of his butts, even. Yeah, this yeah. dude was fucking off, off the rails. Um. So, yeah, unfortunately, while this movie was being filmed, and this is before Roman Polanski groomed and raped a child this was before yeah so tim you said you didn't know about roman polanski no i i actually didn't so he lives in france exclusively because he will not come back to the united states because if he does he's immediately going to be arrested and put in jail interesting um he groomed and had sex with 13 years old or something like that I think 13 or 14. Yep. Yeah. Um, ridiculous for a yeah. man of, of, of at the time, I believe he was in his twenties or early thirties, whatever. Uh, ridiculous. And so I say this as a fan of a few of his movies and it's, it, it, it hurts to praise a movie by a guy like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it does. But it, it does honestly. But I can't deny the movie and the people that were in it and everyone else besides sure. him that took part in it. So it's still, it's, there, there was something I heard a long time ago that I think uh, being like I'm a graphic designer by trade. 
So kind of being in the art world, I've heard it said many times that you have to separate the art from the artist because usually artists are struggling with their own demons all the time, but you can still appreciate the art on its own. I've often heard that referred to for Michael Jackson. So whether you believe he did what he did or not, do you appreciate the music or are you going to never listen to Thriller again? Billie Jean is not my girl. Hey, so and I, that, that's the kind of that's kind of how I've evolved over the years of approaching this whole issue mm-hmm. is that, you know, Van Gogh cut off his own ear. He was obviously struggling with his own demons. Does that mean that I should not enjoy the paintings that he did? I still love the first two or three Burzum albums. Yeah, so I don't care. Mayhem, I don't mayhem. care if he's a nut. It, it is an interesting like i do have that internal conflict all the time like if you watch uh the documentary i think is it escaping or leaving neverland it's a yeah. two-part documentary mm-hmm. about michael jackson yeah. disturbing as fuck but then his music comes on the radio and it's you know am i wrong to enjoy it no i don't think so and also i'm gonna go on the record and say i don't think michael jackson touched kids i don't think he did because yeah. <laughs> bailey doesn't <laughs> bailey bailey i want to hear i want to hear from you I don't really have any evidence. She, I just don't want to believe. She it. didn't watch the documentary, so she... I'm going to tell Travis you. Travis doesn't have any evidence either. No, well, I'm going to tell or you. Or anything why I don't... smart to say. <laughs> <laughs> Nightclub. T- this I'm is t- why t- I'm the favorite because I just steamroll them sometimes, and I'm a dick. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I think he didn't do it because the first time he was um, accused of it, he paid the family out of out of uh to like not let's not go to court let's pay the families off you don't want that bad pu- publicity it's going to ruin your career right so in he paid them and there's there's actual evidence of the family coaching the kids on what to say he did then the second time he was accused of it cuz other people wanted more money he brought mm-hmm. it to court and guess what happened he won he actually well people forget that he the second time he was he he was charged with this or alleged whatever accused he fought it in court he said fuck that he danced on top of a jeep and fought it in court <laughs> and won cuz there was no evidence that he did it none the fbi is probing his house everything they're doing everything they're taking pictures of his dick and nothing <laughs> nothing was proven so guess what legally he never did the i get the first time it's like i just want this to go away just leave me alone i'm gonna pay you off <laughs> Right, that, it sounds fishy. Yeah. Second yeah. time he's like, you know what? I'm not going to be remembered as some child molester. I'm going to fight this, and he fought it, and he won. Fuck. And yeah. everyone, and that. everyone still remembers him as a child molester. Not here on the nightclub, bitch. I'm saying <laughs> no. Michael Jackson didn't touch kids, and and in the words of Dave Chappelle, he made Thriller. Come on, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, so Roman Polanski, um, un- so Roman Polanski, he did touch kids. He did. He did. He, kids. Did. he did. He did. He did. He did. And, uh, he did. and let's let's sit here and talk about how amazing his movies are, everybody. Mm. I Yay. only know this movie, so shame on me. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and talk about how good this movie is. Go on, but... Travis, defend this movie. I'm not talk defend- about how great it is. I want. I wanted. I want a distinction made. Travis <laughs> is going to talk about how good the film Rosemary's Baby is, not how awesome Roman Polanski is. Okay, so, we're in fair. distinction. Hey, so, you know what? That's fair because he did, I he, love he, he was I love Jeepers Creepers. You me know? too. So that's and, fair. And, and, yeah. part, and part two, and Victor Salva yeah. be touching them children's. 
Victor Salva was a dirty kid toucher too. So before you know. he made those movies, right? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Just saying. It's Just the saying. Tr- it's, it's the true, true. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the harsh truth. I do want to say too, Roman Polanski was nominated for best screenplay, but he didn't win. So fuck him. <laughs> Not good. Good for him. I'm yeah. glad. You know who did win? I hope somebody finds thing? him in France and fucks him up, bro. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm about to sign up for a passport. Let's do. Let's go. Let's go beat him up, and when the and news bring asks back. us why, let's bring him back. Let's go to France. Yeah. We're gonna beat up Roman Polanski and bring him back. And when the news asks us why, we'll be like, "It's not because of the kid touching. It's because he made this movie." No, fuck no. no. <laughs> Actually, my 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 exact quote will be, "Wait for it, Roadhouse." Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> they just, That's I your see- quote. I see them. That's they go my to, quote. They go to me. Like, why'd like, you do it? And I'll be like, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> they, they go to me, and I'm like, this guy was a dirty kid toucher. They go to Ricky. He made Rosemary's baby. They go to Trevor. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes three agendas can accomplish the same good. <laughs> same That's, right. That's, That's right. That's right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. A little bit of trivia about this movie. Um, the scene where Mia Farrow is walking across the street. And cars are coming at her like crazily. Yeah. That's real. They didn't have um anything. Apartment. No, that's actual traffic in New York City. And Roman Polanski is the only person who would dare film it. So he's holding a handheld camera. And Mia was pregnant at the time. She got Damn. pregnant during production. So she's pregnant walking across through like actual fucking traffic. Kind of fucked up. There, There's also another scene in this movie where uh she's eating like this meat raw yep. meat and it's a liver yep. she's yep. eating she yep. was a she was a vegan at the time yep so she, Mia Farrow was that dedicated to to this movie sounds she, like she wasn't a vegan <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying she's a bad vegan yeah. she's more dedicated Fuck. to her craft than she was to veganism right, That's right. So, sounds like a more sounds like a morality issue I, th- I, I, b- I believe in being strong about your convictions, but I also respect being strong about your craft. So I'm conflicted. Um, there you go. Yeah. Sacrifice your convictions for your craft, I guess. Is <laughs> That's one right. Of convictions is never yeah. mind. Next time you have to act, you eat that big double cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Tim, what? I want to know. I, I, I can't get behind veganism. Sorry. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can no, get behind <laughs> it. Like if you're into it, I just, there's no way. Yeah. I, I could definitely no... get in the background and eat a, a cheeseburger while you're doing that. Like I have had, sure. so I've coached, <laughs> I have coached swimming for over 10 years and I've had athletes come across here like, Oh, I'm vegan because of how they treat the animals. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why aren't you supporting farmers who are treating the animals correctly? Exactly. If that is your big issue. When so I had chickens, stand, when I had chickens, my chickens were 10 out of 10 super <laughs> happy chickens. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we buy our meat from local farmers and that's what we do to support that. But like, I can I can make I can understand it for like okay if if it's a religious conviction that you're vegan I don't know what religion that is but right okay. it's called veganism yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Indian people don't eat a lot of meat no Indians don't eat cows cows yeah. because yeah. cows are sacred yeah. but right. yeah. then they still eat but they will eat other stuff so, yes yeah a, a coworker so of like, mine came from India here when he was thirteen 
and we yeah. were talking to him about India, and he was saying that like McDonald's, like all their food is chicken. <laughs> like, Damn. like all the McDonald's yeah. have over there is like chicken and like sheep and shit. And I'm like, dude, that sounds so amazing. I just want to go try all that. <laughs> uh, so I met a swimmer from Canada just last summer who is telling us that in Canada they have laws on like all meat has to be local at uh-huh. places. So even McDonald's will serve higher quality meat in Canada because that's the law. Whereas here we get the freezer shit. Right. Yeah. Damn. Canada's got better McDonald's. Also, I want to say 16% of our audience is in India. So if you're listening in India right now, email us at the nightclub podcast at gmail.com and tell us about your McDonald's experience. Ricky wants to know. Also, (laughs) also your favorite chicken dish. Yeah. Also, also. No, I'm not going to ask about the toilets. Never mind. How do you like your left hand? <laughs> no, no. Devong, Devong Brahambat was telling us about the, the hole in the ground and shit that they had at like the, the public places. And we were at the camp. We were at, uh, my supervisor's camp. We were all getting fucking drunk and cooking. And, um, <laughs> he was telling us about that, like how, like in a lot of public places, it's like a, like a hole in the floor and you, you squat and you shit and Ivan, our secondary supervisor well, we've got was, here he was payad <laughs> and he was like he was like man you ever fallen there bro <laughs> that's a fair question yeah it's like it who, how many times somebody fall in there bro <laughs> dude i'm sure someone has but you shitting know. shitting in a hole in the ground is old school and i've done it <laughs> on, on on many sites where i used to go do construction for cell phone shit you're out in the middle of nowhere you got to go take a shit Guess what's around you? Woods. You go dig a little hole with a shovel and take a shit and you cover it up. It's proper, you know, mm-hmm. so it's proper to cover it up. <laughs> but I also I'm not, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm being honest right now. My favorite way to take a shit is in the woods smoking a cigarette. There's nothing more amazing as far as taking a shit goes than doing it in in nature and just having um, the blast. So. Yeah. Tell us, poor circulation because my feet fall asleep when I do that. Right. Well, that can't happen if it's taking too long. But <laughs> it, it's like it's so. Like, do you like lean up on a tree? No. Or what no. Do you I do? no. You squat. I squat. Squat. Yep. You just squat because you yeah. can lean on a tree and squat at the same. It's the time. natural squatty no. potty. No, I just squat, man. I don't. I don't have to. I mean, that's that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning in the woods. Yeah. Just, see, hunters. Hunters know about this. Yeah, yeah. they know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, you get you get ten minutes into the wood and then your your stomach's like, oh, you're in the woods now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. The coffee just hits the lower fucking... intestine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three Red Bulls I just wake it up. Wake up. Yeah. Uh, Mia Farrow said during an interview that the actor that played the devil, Clay Tanner, <laughs> was completely naked during the rape scene, and he was dressed in full demonic regalia. And grinding on her for hours. And when he was done, when the scene was done, it was all finished, he got up, he shook her hand in a cordial and businessman type of way and said, Miss Farrow, it's been a pleasure working with you. I, right, bet, it, I, bet, he, I bet he had fun. Yeah. A professional of them. She said he was a lovely man. So there you go. Uh, Rosemary's baby was born in June 1966. Ah. Six. Ah. Six, six, yeah, (laughs) Last bit of trivia I got for y'all. The original author, Ira Levin, 
said this has got to be the single most faithful adaptation of a novel to come out of Hollywood ever because whoever Roman Polanski and whoever else, when they wrote the screenplay for this movie, they copied it verbatim. So what you're seeing on film is the novel. So what you're telling me is, is I need to buy that book, cut off the first 40% of it and then read the rest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking you could save me the expense of buying the book. Cause I almost bought it the other day, <laughs> but knowing that this is faithful, I don't need to read it. So that's impressive. And and I I have I have read this, and there is stuff that's cut out and different, but different to a a minor degree that don't you know it's like not the shining different. No 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 no, not that different. Uh, like the scene where Rosemary is eating the liver in the book, it's chicken hearts, which is something that witch hunters used to carry with them for protection from witches back in the day. So that makes sense. Chicken hearts are good, man. Put them in the gravy with some gizzards. Yep. Cook that for about go. 13 hours. You mm. got a you got a good bouillie right there. All right. Well, that's all I got for Rosemary's Baby Trivia and all that bullshit. So let's go ahead and dive into our scene-by-scene breakdown of this movie. I'm scared, nervous, shirtless, and ready to go. Houses. Well, no, actually, this movie opens with some really cool, creepy, I would say, like, lullaby music. And and pink title cards. I love the pink title cards. The pink title cards and the lullaby and the cityscape. Dope. I'm not bored yet. Bailey will be singing that song for the next week. La, la, la. And Mia Farrow, actually, is the vocalist on that, by the way. I wondered. Yep, Mia Farrow is the one who did the the uh, the vocals for the lullaby. So, you have her to thank for that that creepy goodness. Um, and we we do see the Woodhouses going into this apartment, and this is the guy I mentioned earlier. He's like the apartment manager, sales guy. He's trying to sell them on on this apartment. He's talking about how this old lady used to live here, and she died. She went into like, I guess she fell asleep and died, and. <laughs> they they're looking through the place and they open a closet. No, 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 no. They find a dresser and but there's a door behind it and he and the, the apartment manager's like, "Can you help me with this?" And this boy just I'm like, "Bro, don't ask the people that you're trying to sell this place to to help you move something. You should be able to move that yourself." I know it's a big dresser, but it can't be hard to scoot across the floor. Like that's all I'm saying. It was carpeted. Fuck the, I don't care. <laughs> don't ask the people you're trying to say. It's no, just, it's a job. It's a job thing to, anyway, he, his little dick energy was just like fuming, wafting through the air. And I'm like, nah, bro, nah, bro, don't do that. But he did. So they had to move that dresser. 
and they find this fucking door that's locked. There's a locked door behind the dresser in this closet, right? First, mm-hmm. first creepy section. First time you're like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm still not bored yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rosemary and Guy, that's our couple, the Woodhouses. They're sold on this apartment. They love it. Guy is an aspiring actor, so he's in New York and he's trying to fucking, you know, make his way. And Rosemary is is a housewife. She just wants to do her crafting and decorate their home. And I love it. I, I like the dynamic of the relationship. It's what they want to do. Dig it. Um, they have a friend named Hutch who's uh like an English chap. Uh, Trev, is he a governor? He must he's be a governor, a governor. bro. He sounds like he's a gotta governor. be a governor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That boy, governor, and I think he can cook like a beast. He pulls what is what does he have in the oven? It's a chicken it, or a, it was lamb. It was lamb. Yeah, Rosemary says something about the lamb being delicious. It looked delicious when he pulled uh-huh. that shit out the oven, and it was fucking juicy and succulent. I was like, God damn, I'm hungry now. And he's got all the lore on the Branford apartments that they're moving into. He's talking about why though. He's just, I think, I think him, he's been writing stories about like, so his job is he's a writer and Hutch, he's been writing stories about all kinds of different things. He's a, he's a traveled person. He's been around the world and he's telling the couple that, you know, there, there was the, there were these people here that were practicing some fucked up shit, specifically a person named Adrian McCardo or McCarta. What was his name? It plays heavily mm-hmm. late later into the. I film. don't know. You're the one that likes the movie. You tell me. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Goddamn! Wow. He <laughs> said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact last name, but um, they they, they Ricardo does sound right though. They it involved them eating kids, performing witchcraft, <laughs> and summoning the devil. So yeah. like, yeah, it's Mercado. Mercado. Okay, I didn't know if it was Mercado or Mercada. Marcotta sounds like a type of cheese you would get at fucking <laughs> Olive Garden or something. Well, it has that O in it because that plays significantly into the whole anagram thing later. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, Hutch is trying to get them wind up, too. He's telling them to drink up. I think it's because he wants to bang Rosemary when fucking guy passes out. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, he was eyeing her hard. Yeah. he's Dang, got. A, he, he's got they, a, they had something going on. You saw it, Tim. You saw it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I saw it Rosemary too. and Hutch were definitely like connected. Mm-hmm. And what's the husband's name? Hus- Guy. 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 Guy did Guy. not care Guy for Fieri. Hutch that much. Guy did not care for Hutch. I don't Maybe care for Hutch that much. He's got a thing for my flang. Yeah, there's some hey. suspicious stuff happening. Dude, I'm glad you saw it because I saw it. Bailey, you're watching this movie and you're getting introduced to these characters, Hutch. The guy, the Rosemary, the the little dick energy apartment guy. How how you feeling about this film? Well, at this point, I don't think I was sick yet. I think I was just like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> this was the second time we had seen it. So I kind of knew what was going on. I, for some reason, thought that Hutch was like their like relative or something. But then I guess watching it again, I realized it wasn't. It was just her weird friend that's like 20 years older than her. I mean, Mia Farrow, my thoughts were, why is she so skinny? <laughs> yeah, there's always that. She but... she she is very a very skinny woman. I will say. Yes. So <laughs> let's just leave it at that now. <laughs> well, I mean, look. So, well, I I like I like the Hutch angle. Did you think Hutch was trying to bang this chick? 
I wasn't thinking that, but I also felt like it was weird. Like, Tim, how would you feel if I just had some random guy friend that was 50 years old? Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's exactly it. I'm watching this relationship, and I'm not exactly clear, and maybe that's something the book explains better, is how she is connected to Hutch. They, 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 they are friends basically just because she moved there, and they they were renting a place from him. And, and he he has no wife. No. And they and they're saying as much in the movie too. They whenever he got the um he's telling them when he's pulling the lamb out of the oven that he had to be honest that they were fucking good people instead of uh well he says it the opposite way. He says I lied and said y'all were good people, but I I should have been honest and said y'all were horrible tenants. Cuz yeah. they're, yeah. they're 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 in Drug the same Drug addicts and litter bugs. He was flirting. Yeah. He didn't want her to go. Right, right. And, and yep. they were they were in his building pretty much. So that night Guy and Rosemary, they're eating dinner on the floor in their new their new apartment. They just they paid threw down money for in Chris New in York floor. City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My boy's like, no, it's Rosemary actually. She's like, Yeah, let's make love while they're eating. And then they, hold they on, fucking... no, no, you said you said it wrong. You said it wrong. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> let's make love. <laughs> what Rosemary wait, what? says it like that? Yeah, that it was deep. like the the worst acting. <laughs> The what? worst acting. It was terrible. Yeah, acting. Mia Farrow's not great. I'm just a lot of a, a <laughs> lot of argue on that one. Wow, this line, argue. Gonna, yeah, no, this no. line may not have been delivered that great, but at it the was, end of the movie, no, there's performing well, well, I'll, big I'll, I'll, overrated. So when oh, I, when I say just like the when movie, I, no, when, I, when I say no. like we need to cut out the first forty minutes of this movie, yes, please do yeah. because like. The acting towards the everything end is, gets is better great. in the second half. Yeah, yeah. The acting towards the end is great, okay. but the acting before that is fucking not good. I'm sorry, oh, by a I, lot of people. I will say I'm not quite sure what this whole scene was doing because even that like let's make love scene had a lot of build up to end in a punchline, like it ended in a joke. Yeah. Well, it started and as a joke too. The the joke should have been whenever he like leaned leaned down on the floor when guy leaned down on the floor to take his socks off. He should have farted. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made it. That would have made a, next scene. That would have like, made a better movie for sure. Let's make love and then five minutes of them undressing. Yes. Yeah. And, and like the most the most the most non romantic thing I've seen ever. Right well, really, just for was, him to fart. It was yeah. Mia undressing because all we saw him take off was his socks. Yeah, in that well, same he, time period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, also, whenever, whenever, whenever they start kissing, they something happens, and they they allude to something Hutch was saying earlier about the eating of the children, and and guys like I can hear them eating the kids. Yep. And, and Rosemary's like, oh, and I, I and wish she beats him. I, no, I wish she would have been like, "Oh God, that's horrible to say." And he, he, I wish he'd have said, "You're about to eat my kids." <laughs> oh, oh my God! <laughs> I would have kept, I would have kept the next thirty-five minutes of that movie just if he would have said that. I know that's <laughs> give. If I'd have wrote the screenplay, Roman, I'd have won the Oscar, bitch. You fucking child raping <laughs> bitch. I was okay. about to say, uh, man, you're you're a regular Roman Polanski, but maybe not. Maybe maybe you're better. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely better. A hundred percent better. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're an actual person instead of a fucking a kid touching fuck. yeah. walrus monster or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to call him. He's a fuck. 
earlier when Tim, you were describing putting on horror as comfort food, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this movie is one of the movies I used to put on to fall asleep to. Oh, I believe that. That yeah. makes a lot I, of sense. I, I was waiting for that joke, but I mean it in the best Not way because, because I used to put on school of rock to fall asleep to as well. Like I believe comf- that too. comfort, like just comfort movies. I put on I, the monsters to fall asleep to. That makes good, sense. Good. Yeah. No, like, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's a joke. What I said it like that. It was a joke, but I could see it. It's it's a bunch of talking. It's just a bunch. It's like it's like after Thanksgiving, you go in the living room and you put on some football. Yeah, and you fall asleep because right. the noise of the football game is just perfect to fall asleep to. I get it. It's a good thing. It, it was it was a good thing for me back in the day. And to this day, anyways, Rosemary goes downstairs the next day and meets Terry in the laundry room, and they're doing they're doing their laundry and talking about the cast of it, the cast of it's mm-hmm. upstairs that uh, Terry's living with. They took her in off the streets. She was on drugs. Oh, I just thought you were that actress. No, <laughs> everyone <laughs> says that. I don't see it though. Do you know her? No. Why the fuck do I have to know her? Because you think I look like her? Come on, man. What it kind seems, of question is that? It does seem like people in New York know each other, though, because like later, Roman knows all about Guy, right? But that's part of their mm-hmm. shtick, and I get it. But I, I guess I just kind of gave my... um, I turned my brain off for that part. But I see what you're saying, Ricky, and it's like, yeah, why would you assume I know this person because I look like him? What the I fuck? think you look like that person. You must know him. Yeah, I've, I've seen that question posed before. Like, oh, you look like so and so. Do you know him? Like, I don't know why that's people's go to in their head, though. Like, do you think we're related? Ask me <laughs> yeah. that instead, then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a more logical question to ask. Um, but but yeah, so Terry has this little charm around her neck that stinks. It stank. <laughs> it'd, it'd be a stanky charm. She got that stanky charm, and. She's like, yeah, they gave me this. The cast of Ets gave me this as a gift. Apparently, she likes it. <laughs> she likes those stanky charms because she's like, it's, you get over the smell, <laughs> whatever. Hey, that's that's the great value Lucky Charms, bro. That would get me a big old bowl of stanky charms. That's that Rosemary's Baby Kaboom in that fucking charm <laughs> right there. <laughs> Ian's going to like that one, I hope. Yeah. Later that night, the Woodhouses are coming back to the apartment. And they, they're walking outside, and there's a crime scene. People are standing around. Police are there. And you see this young woman dead on the street. The The cast of vets show up, and Roman is dressed like a pink pimp. Yes, he is. He is. That dude yes. is to the – he is to the nines, bruh. He was dead. peacocking for sure. Oh, my God. What the fuck? And this is when you first meet Minnie. And Minnie poops on Roman because he's a nerd. Because Roman says she poo pooed me about yeah. something, and I was like, she I, I like on. that. I like yeah. that line. <laughs> Still not bored, by the way. I love, I love the movie so far. Good, good, good. Also, talking... Minnie showed up reminding me of Phyllis Diller in that scene. What? You know who Phyllis Diller is? Yeah. No. Yeah. Minnie walked up in that scene, and I was just like, damn, she looks like Phyllis Diller. Okay. Who's Phyllis Just with Diller? the makeup and the wild, the headdress that she had on. Phyllis I don't Diller. know. Give me Phyllis Diller vibes. Phyllis Diller is just an old school actress. Yep. Th- these folks took in 
Terry and Terry committed suicide by jumping out the window and left a suicide note in her own handwriting that the police confirmed with them is like, is this her handwriting? And I'm like, that's enough evidence. That's all y'all need. <laughs> you don't need yeah, nothing that's else. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It, by the way, the setting. Yeah. It's 1965 is when this movie is set. So it's like, wow. In New York city, New York city of all places, that's the fucking length of the detective work that goes into solving a crime. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I mean, is, that makes sense for New York. Is this her handwriting? Yeah, that's her handwriting. Well, I think I thought it would be more in depth, man. It's a big city. Like you got to be fucking on your shit. And no, and it's Minnie, a big city. You ain't got to be on nothing, cut. I want to say <laughs> Minnie is amazing already. She is just like Tim said earlier, chewing the scenery, just eating it up, hamming it out. But being amazing, she's just a total character on her own. And everyone in this movie is to me their own character. Guy, uh, Ma- Rosemary, uh, Roman, everyone is their own character. But Minnie does stand out. She just, she's something else, man. Yeah. I see, she why, she, is. I see why she won a, a fucking Oscar for it back when it probably counted, you know, back then. <laughs> yeah, it counted back then. Roman. There were some really shitty actors back then. You don't like you don't like Minnie. I mean, I think she played the annoying character great. Uh, Man, I thought Minnie was great. I didn't she think she held was she great. probably carried the movie for me. To be honest, I thought she was also convincingly not just annoying, but there are quite a few times when Rosemary would raise concerns to her, and she would shrug them off. And I thought that gave a little bit of menace to her character as well. That was very subtle, and that goes to the credit of the actor who so did it. She was that. she was hilarious, chewing the scenes, but then just this underlying sense of like she doesn't really care about Rosemary. She yeah. has her own motivations. This is and the kind. Oh, it's amazing. Ahead, no, it's amazing. This is the kind of movie that that if you rewatch it, the value goes up because you see more of what. You get clues into things. The next, the first time is a total like wash. Like what is happening? I don't know. Yes. The second time, third, fourth, whatever, you get more and more clues as to what's happening, and that menacing aspect to me comes in more with a second time, third time watch, and other things that we're gonna get to matter more when you see it again and again. Like agreed. Like when fucking guy. Well, well, okay, we're gonna get to it because guys, <laughs> part of this whole fucking shtick, this dude, this fucking piece of crap, Roman Polanski. He's a shitbag. Yeah, there's a dope dream dream sequence that Rosemary has where she's and and I want to point out the dream sequences in this movie. Mm-hmm. The dream sequences are all done very well. Love them. That's all I gotta say. Wow. They, feel, they feel they feel very dreamlike. Yes. Yeah, they're nonsensical. They flow well. I usually yeah. hate dream sequences, but I actually like this film's dream sequences. I agree a thousand percent. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. They, 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 yeah. they, they. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. They do a good job. Yeah. yeah. Insert Lonely Island Boys. I'm on a boat. You did a good thing, Francis. <laughs> Why are you on a boat? You don't like them? Oh no, well, because of the dream. Oh, because yeah. the dream sequence yeah. is on a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one is her hearing the the neighbors next door. While she's sleeping, mm-hmm. and her dream is reflecting that conversation, and it's nuns breaking up a wall. It's really weird. Yeah, it's what dope. was that about? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. 
I didn't know if I missed something, but I was like, what are the nuns doing? But no, it no. looks cool. Yeah. I think it's something to do with the history of the building and what's going on with them. The the as to say the 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 witch Satanist cult coven. But I don't know. I don't know. I to, okay. to this day I don't know what the fuck well, that shit, first. Let's let's email Roman Polanski and uh, ask him to be on the show. Well, after you fly Ooh. over and beat him up, you can ask him like between punches. Yeah, right. Yeah. It'd be like, hey, be on my show, bitch. By the also, way, also, what the fuck was that dream sequence about? <laughs> right. It was about nothing, and I hated it. <laughs> oh damn. Uh, Minnie then the next day invades the apartment. She comes in. She's judging everything. She likes everything though. But she's judging it all, and she invites the Woodhouses to a sirloin steak dinner. She's like, I got a two-inch steak defrosting right now. You just got to come over. I won't take no for an answer. And she she's just not going to have it. So I, I also want to point out when, when Guy got, got home, Rosemary was working on the house, right? When Guy got home, she brought him some sandwiches and a beer. Hashtag amazing. <laughs> Misogamy. True. <laughs> well, yes, you could say that, but I also would say amazing. You know what? No, it's it's fine. Like this morning, my wife had a headache when we woke up, mm-hmm. so I got my ass out of bed, even though That's I was right. like tired as shit, mm-hmm. and I went and get her some Tylenol and a bottle of water. Sometimes That's also you just gotta... misogamy. Hashtag misogyny. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Misogamy. No. Misogamy. Yeah. Misogamy. Yeah. Misogamy is what I say when it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> discord nightclub discord jump in it <laughs> otherwise it's lost on the listeners <laughs> um, so many doesn't does invite them to that and guys like fuck it all right let's go they go over to dinner and they i imagine having the best time at these these folks place that these folks place is that right yeah that yeah works. that's right okay um because they'll they have, forget how to talk freak over there yeah i, I am i am they they have a great apartment with like full of amazing stuff to look at, like worldly stuff, ancient yeah. stuff, worldly cool people. Yeah, just old. We've been through it all, done it all, seen it all. People. They have stuff all over there. Guy apartment. wasn't sure about them, but then Roman showed Guy his fucking Warhammer collection. Uh-huh. That was it. <laughs> he was like, "I love these people. I'm going over tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Roman Roman is serving them up vodka blushes. He's he's telling them name a place. I've been there, Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, I've been there. I've been the uh, I've been everywhere. He, he's I've like, been to all the Alaska. He I, names all I the was, places from Alaska. Yes, I was places. hating him at this point. He's really? like that guy who has to one up you in every conversation. Yeah. He oh. he's definitely like that. Oh, very uh, Anchorage. Yeah, well, I've been to all of Alaska. Like, see, I liked Roman. I thought he was charming. I liked him. I did. I, I I agree. I think that one conversation, I was like, he's he's rubbing me wrong on that specific. Like, I've been there. I'm better than you. But mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. For I sure. Thought, I thought he was trying to be like, you know, like, oh, I've, but he did. He said it so many times. Like, well, name a place I've been there. Name a yep. place I've been there. And it's like, okay, dude, we get it's also it. Not possible. You've been <laughs> every single place in the whole world. <laughs> it's like. Right. Name any place I've been there. It's like, okay, have you been to? So they are. Have you been to the North Pole while while also being in Cancun? Yep, did it. Same it's, day. Or, or like this little one one off village in fucking Africa I, somewhere. I bet he's never been to Shatania, bro. 
No, he's never been. The he's never been to Patasa. <laughs> no, I promise you that boy's never what, been in Patasa. What, what if he has? What if you, what if, what if you walk in? What if you walk into like his foyer of his mansion, and there's a purple guitar rack with oh. with two howling moons, howling yeah. wolves at the moon. Yeah, boy. Trip, trip, trip. Okay, I gotta explain this. I gotta. I'm explain not throwing shade it. though. It's just leave no, it ambiguous. I, no, leave I, it ambiguous. No, I gotta explain it for the listeners. Trevor made. All right. He he made us a guitar rack back in the gap. Back in the gap. Well, I'm talking in high school. He carpentry. That's up. where the gap was, according to Shuttle. In 2007, Trevor made us a guitar rack out of wood. He made a he he fucking carpentered that shit out of a wood. He gathered every morning. Oh man, that's right. And, and it was amazing and the best. And it was a it was custom made because he painted it and it was prophecy dogs. And I love you, Trevor. Yeah, all, buddy. With all my heart. Um, where that is now? Who knows? Yeah, that's fucked up. Piece of shit. I'm sorry I could not carry I mean, that. I'm that. sorry. Yeah. It's hanging <laughs> in that guy's apartment. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's totally in Roman, It's in Roman Casavet's apartment. Yes, yes. <laughs> in his worldly travels to Patasa, he uh, picked that up from, from some... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in his worldly travels. And, and so... It, it, misogynistically, the women are doing the dishes and the guys are smoking cigars, right? So at, at this point, I turned off the movie because it rubbed me wrong. <laughs> so you sat through. So you sat through the first forty minutes and then turned it off. <laughs> that was when the women were in the kitchen and the guys were smoking cigars. That I drew yeah. the line. You were like, "Fuck that shit." Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie seems like it was made by a kid toucher. I no longer like it. <laughs> oh shit. Um. <laughs> So th- w- whenever Rosemary does go back into the 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 uh, parlor where they're having their cigars, guy is sitting there with a fucking face that is beyond. It's like he's staring into oblivion because of what he was just told. I'm glad as you a, noticed that too. As a first time viewer, you don't probably notice that. Yes. Once you know what this movie is about, you see it and you're like, "OMG." Roman was gassing that boy up and yep. telling him, like, bro, we're going to fucking devil this bitch up. You're going to have your career. Trust me. It's going to be the best. And 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 Guy is sitting there being a conniving bitch and being like, yeah, I'm going to sell my wife out to the devil and get a good career. That's what that boy is doing. So, so question. Yeah. The – um. The girl who fell, jumped out of the window, was she a failed Mia from before? Yeah, yeah. She found out what they were trying to do, and she was like, fuck this, I'm out. And that's what I think. I think that. That's my head cannon. Yeah. yeah that's I, what I was feeling, too. Okay. I couldn't determine just – this was my second time watching it, too. Um, but or I was they, trying to or, – Or they killed her. Yes. That's what I, I, feel like they, I, I feel like they killed her. That's right. what I thought. Yeah, I was trying to determine if it was a suicide to escape the situation or if it was a murder because she wasn't fit for the role. I think it's that. And and they go back to the apartment, their apartment, the Woodhouses do. And Ro- uh, Guy is so taken by Roman and, and Minnie. And he's like, yeah, they invited me back. You can come if you want, but you ain't got to. Basically, he basically has to change his pants when he gets back. 
<laughs> that boy <laughs> shit, he done shit himself and came <laughs> and came and the next evening while he's up there talking to Roman and getting gassed up again Minnie and Laura Louise my other favorite like cult member come into the apartment and begin knitting rigorously like they're just knitting that's their one asses of my favorite off. scenes I love how they just fucking break <laughs> in and enter and just start knitting Dude, like, like, like they own the place right the something I, yeah I, I want that to be my future hobby like like <laughs> like being, straight straight up b and e like breaking and entering but then like sitting <laughs> in a chair and just knitting the entire time until the cops come I'm like, why are they just coming in here and knitting? Like, you weren't invited. Rosemary has to They're go turn off like the if record. They don't get the blanket done by five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The devil's son Whoa. won't be born. <laughs> yeah, it's part, it's part of the process, dude. Oh my god, I'm like, what is this shit, bro? Y'all are crazy. Y'all some crazy women. This is when Minnie gives uh, Rosemary that charm. The same charm that that uh, Terry had around her neck, and it's full of that stinky tannis root. That's when we find out it's tannis. It's called tannis root, according to many. Not a real thing. No, no. This is for the movie, from the book for the movie. Yeah, I was looking up recipes and very disappointed. So, oh, you were trying to you were trying to summon the son of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Guys, great charm. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't blame you for that one. But guys, insistent <laughs> that Rosemary wears this charm, very insistent, and he finds out that he's gonna get the lead role in whatever the fuck shit he was auditioning for because the main actor went blind out of nowhere, and he immediately leaves to go blow Roman. In my opinion, like he, <laughs> I, yes. I think so. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm pretty sure they injected that actor with a bunch of lead. They gave him <laughs> lead poisoning, and he went blind. They, we're we're going to find out in a little while what they're doing to certain people. They, yeah. and I say they, I mean, there's a group of motherfuckers <laughs> involved in this. So y'all heard us say it earlier. There's a witch cult in this movie. Yeah, God. here at the nightclub, we like to keep it spoiler-free on top. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't do that. Go listen to Treadle the Pod. I miss the witch club. <laughs> the witch club. <laughs> you spoil the it, witch club. <laughs> Guy also puts flowers all around the house, and he wants to put a baby in Rosemary because it's fucking devil time. Because that's the title. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking devil time, guys. We're gonna fucking get this girl pregnant with the devils, and they light a fire in the fireplace, and Rosemary is like, she wishes the worst winter on all of New York City. <laughs> She's like, I hope it's the <laughs> coldest winter ever. Then I'm like, yeah. why would you want that? Everyone's gonna die. What the fuck? Not everyone has a fireplace as luxurious as yours. Also, you're right. Their luxurious fireplace, that apartment would be over a million dollars today. Oh god. Oh, easily. Easy. Easily. easily. It's an insanely luxurious apartment in New York City. Also, why were they allowed to paint everything? <laughs> because you could just first paint. Of all, we have an old house, and the fact that they painted all that woodwork hurt my criminal. Oh yeah, but <laughs> that was an affront to humanity and God and the entire cosmos. Sa- I agree. Sa- Satan liked it. That, that was very <laughs> satanic of them. Yeah, that's actually that's actually what turned him on to Rosemary. He was like, "Yeah, you covered all this oak trim. Right. <laughs> I want you. I want you." <laughs> 
Minnie brings <laughs> over some chocolate mousse, or as Guy says, Minnie calls it chocolate mouse. mouse. And Rosemary's like, this tastes like chalk. And Guy, again, is insistent that she eats it. And then when she's like, you know, okay, well, I don't want to eat it. He's like, well, they don't. But she, then she does. And she's like, go turn the record over. And he, for listeners out there who don't know what that means, vinyl records, record players, Google it. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> also, and, he gaslit the fuck out of her. Oh, yes. yeah. Like the this, movie. this movie, this this whole movie should also, be called they're Gaslighting fucking... Rosemary. Yeah, because like, that's what they be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, they're fucking vinyl nerds who listen to vinyl. So, <laughs> you know, um, hey, uh, Tim Bailey, have you guys ever heard the joke about about the gaslight? No. Yeah, you have. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you have. Don't you've, don't you've be to- crazy. You've you totally heard the joke about the gaslight. Like you've heard right. it. Right. Yeah. Don't you don't play it. with us. Don't be crazy. You've heard it. You've heard that. No. Ah. No. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah, you have. You have. <laughs> so stupid. You're, I'm sorry. You're a really terrible person to say that you have it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get political. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Oh. God damn. No, we're gaslighting you. Um. So Minnie brings over that chocolate mouse and they eat it. It's chalky. Rosemary doesn't eat the whole thing, though. She dumps a lot of it into her napkin when Guy goes to change the record. And that's when we get our next scene, which is amazing. She passes out in the house because she was poisoned. I did like her acting here, where she's stumbling and bumbling around the kitchen and shit's falling down. She seems like she doesn't even notice it. And Guy gets excited about it. Oh, yeah. He knows what's happening, and she turns into a regular Jim Leahy, just stumbling and bumbling her way through life. (laughs) She passes out, and this nightmare sequence is dope. You get the mattress on the water. You got people on a yacht. There's the Pope shows up at one point <laughs> guy... asking if you got bit by a mouse. <laughs> yes, I actually love that line because I love it tied that line. back to the moose and it yes. was like beautiful dream so reference good. to reality. So good. The dream sequences in this movie are amazing. So good. Guy is stripping her and she's like, I'm already comfortable, but he's like, You'll be more comfortable. Hutch is not allowed to come. JFK is there. Guy takes off her wedding ring. Yeah. She she's passing under these biblical Sistine Chapel paintings, and the Sistine Chapel, yes, was awesome. I thought I like that scene. And then what you said, Trev, earlier that that's when she's told to go below deck, yeah. right? And she goes down there and she passes a boiler room with the flames burning, and you get all the Very fucking Freddy. the old hereditary cult is there. All the old naked people, they're all there, right? And chanting, exactly what I thought, and they paint on her body. And the devil shows up and shags her rotten. And then the Pope does show up and forgives her. But she lied to the Pope. She said she didn't go because she was bitten by a mouse, but she was fucking the devil. So she's a whore. Wait, what? Also, I, yeah. I thought that scene was mildly terrifying. You heard me. <laughs> but uh, it was mildly uh, terrifying to have her laying there going, oh, this is real. Yes. That Okay, I'm, I'm like, making jokes. But that, that line, killer. this isn't. A dream. This is really happening. Yes, that is the Hilarious. terror, and it's it's bone chilling. It's not. Yeah, I think it's terrifying. I don't I think, think it's. it's real. I don't think it's well acted. To be honest with you, mm. it's not. Disagree. 
Uh, yeah, I think I the I think the concept, but saying it out loud like that, just I don't know, do better. Do I thought better. I, I thought it was done a ten, ten out of ten. I agree. I, I love that. I yeah, I love that that part okay. because otherwise, well, so in you, real life, in real life, next time you're having it? a nightmare and you understand that you're having a nightmare, I want you to say that. But otherwise, well, next time otherwise, I'm having a nightmare, I won't have eaten half of a chocolate mousse thing that was drugged. So yeah. I won't be sure? able to recreate that scene. I don't Are know. Are you sure? I don't need chocolate mousse all that often. It just feels so, unrealistic. So you're gonna you're gonna get some Are chocolate well mousse in the mail. So just I want you to <laughs> eat Trevor's it. Trevor's gonna it. be sending you a mousse in the mail. I'm only gonna take a couple of spoonfuls. I want to pause it. Because... Whatever happens after that is on you, bud. The nightclub is not responsible. Okay. <laughs> no, definitely not. I want to pause it though. That based on that scene. And what you're saying, Rick, I don't see how you could do it without saying it because I understand that. So do something else. From well, for me, the way she, better. I get it. You don't like it. The way she delivered it, I thought it was dope. And it's 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 a scene that sticks with me. You know what, of man? How she says it. I'll put it. I'll put it on this. I'll put it on the same level as a lot of the acting in my favorite horror movie, do Phantasm. Do it better? No, no <laughs> well, on the same level. We could. Huh? We could say do it better. Yeah. 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 So it's all about what works for you. Rosemary wakes up with scratches all over her body, and Guy is like, yeah, you Yeah, know. by the way, I was banging you while you were asleep. He's, it was he's, it was very necrophilia. And that I'm was like, no, almost yeah. as disturbing as the previous like, scene. Yeah, that was, honestly, that was worse. I was like, this is, this I was, dude. He said I was extremely was, upset. I was like, said, come on, guy. Yeah, he said it was fun in a necrophile kind of way. Yeah. First yeah. of all, you're wrong. It's an insomnophile. Second of all, oh, you're a said, ghost Justin. fucking idiot. So Just so hold on. We're, 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 we're gonna need we're gonna need the magic rewind sound right here because in the, the movie he says a necrophile kind of way. No, he I does. know he yeah. does. I'm telling the oh, character okay. he's an oh, idiot. Okay. Because okay. that would be an insomnophile <laughs> kind of way. Someone who's oh, okay. turned on by people sleeping or unconscious. Yeah. Ricky yeah. Ricky has the deets on this. <laughs> so I left it. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Either way, it's gross, but he took it to a different level of gross. I'm just saying. Oh, definitely. Like that was the most that's one of the most fucked up parts of this movie. And yeah. Guy repeatedly is one of the most fucked up parts of this movie. Oh yeah. This guy I think he's sucks. the main villain. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah he sucks. He's a yeah, piece he's, of he's instead piece of being of a true friend and a real husband or, or he's just like a, a decent husband. Asshole. Oh, like, and he wasn't even, he end, wasn't even a decent husband. His line at the end what she does to him is a worthy reaction. It should have been more. It should have been more. It should have. But I was like, oh, yeah, that spit was. She should have beat the fucking brakes off of that boy right then and there and then went stab the fucking baby and killed it. Whenever they wouldn't hurt you. Yeah. Whenever he whenever he said um, when when they're arguing later and we we haven't gotten to it yet, but I got to say it now because we're saying it whenever they're arguing and he says it's not fair to Saperstein. Yeah. What a dick. She should have slapped the fucking shit out of his face. Got out up. of his face. Because yes. she, she said, what's fair to me? And slap the fucking brakes. I'm still in Ricky's Slap the quote. brakes off him. Yeah. Slap the brakes off that boy. Fuck him. Fuck guy. Um, yeah, guy's the worst. 
So Rosemary does find out later that she's preggerous and the Cassavettes run right over because Guy can't wait to go tell him. And uh, they come right over and they're like, hey, guess what? Fuck Dr. Hill, your doctor. We know Dr. Abe Saperstein. He's the best. He was on some TV show or some shit. So yeah, you got you, We're gonna hook you up, and and He's... and, and Minnie goes into the next room and calls him right away. Like these. Fucking where's your people. phone? She's yeah, like, where's your phone? Yeah, dude. Invasive. Yeah, these people are nuts. Yeah, invasive. worst neighbors ever. Am I right? Oh, very much. <laughs> I would hate. I would hate to have neighbors like this. I would hate. And, you and sure Rosemary it wouldn't be does. super super metal to have these neighbors, bro? <laughs> Minnie, Minnie, Minnie does get start giving uh, Rosemary these daily drinks that Tim said look like fucking ranch dressing, and he's not wrong. And she even asks, like, "Is there tennis root in this?" And she's like, "Yeah, with other things." And it's like, okay, you're clearly making shit up for me to have this devil baby. And the doctor Saperstein, who she goes and sees, is like, "Don't read books." Don't listen to your friends. Don't trust anyone but me. That's a clear red flag. Yeah. Like, I red mean, flag 101. Yeah. These, the, they, they've got so many red flags already. And she's drinking her drinks. She's in pain constantly. She cuts her hair. She looks sexy as fuck. And, and every, every dude around her is a piece of shit dickhole who's like, guy immediately was like, did you pay for that? Oh, bro, what a dick. He was, look, whether I like Pixie Cuts or not, I would never in a million years have done what he did. Yeah. Which would be yeah. a complete ass. Real fucking that. dickhead. Yeah. You don't look bad. That haircut looks bad. Well, it's that, like, it, well, yeah, I guess he had already kind of written her off at this point. I don't know. I don't know either. What do you what... guys think? What do you guys think his end game is with Rosemary at this point? You think he wants to stay with her? Yes, I think and he keep, does. And keep making um, babies for yeah. them or what? No, no, no. I think he wants to stay with her and have actual a family eventually. Have an but, actual family eventually, but, but he but, just couldn't yeah. pass up this opportunity. I, right, right. That's what okay. I think. And and I think I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> See, I yeah, did not no, get clearly. that impression from him. I got the impression that he was blinded by his career at one point and he was ready. So like he was pursuing his career and had cast her to the side. And then at the end when he's like, Oh, they just told me they wouldn't hurt you. It was not about their relationship. He cared enough that she wouldn't be physically harmed, not emotionally, not psychologically, any of that. It was only about the physical harm that she would endure so I think he was done. I think he was all about pursuing his career. He mentions yeah. Paramount is interested. Universal. Universal. Well, he, d- he does promise her a home in the Beverly Hills and a pool and, and kids. So I think he wanted to be with her. But I think he, you're right, Tim, though. He did sacrifice her trust in him definitely by yeah. doing what he did. So I think he wanted to be with her ultimately. I think he just was so selfish and self-centered that he wanted his career to flourish to get the things he wanted for him and her, but he did a really fucked up demonic thing. He put himself first. He put himself first. Yeah. He put himself first in the the most metal way, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, de- demon- shit, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing. Shit, Demonic bro. baby possession is very metal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you could argue that shit. Yeah. So Rosemary is like, "Yep, I won't fucking trust anyone. I'm drinking minis, drinks, whatever." She, she trusted everyone. She, she, well, she does in a second, but she cuts her hair and guys a dick, and then she goes to the doctor, Saperstein. And she's like, I think this could be an ec- ec- ectopic pregnancy because of how much p- pain she's in. You're not supposed to be in that much pain during a pregnancy. Yep. This woman is having a problem, and no one's listening at all, at all. She's eating raw meat at this point. Like, that's when she's starting to eat the raw meat because she's fucking having cravings and her body's all fucked up. Hutch comes to visit. And he tells Ro- uh, Rosemary that she looks fucking terrible. She's skinny and and pale, and he's a real not, friend. Not be- not because of the haircut, though. No, yeah, no, yeah, because of the bad makeup and uh, everything that they did to make her uh, look skinny and pale. Roman rushes right the fuck over because people can hear people next door, and they were like, "Hey, you got to go over there right now and find out what the fuck Rosemary is talking about with." some random person so roman shows up because he's that nosy ass boy and (laughs) rosemary is like that dude's ears are pierced (laughs) that's her takeaway from this whole scene growing up in a pastor's home we were always told that like as men piercing your ears was a sign of like loyalty to or enslaving yourself to satan or so on or whatever and i was like well that makes sense yeah, I was like, where where's that coming from exactly? But that's where I immediately, watching this movie, I immediately made that connection when it showed his pierced ear, just based on the age of the film. I was like, oh, that's what they're alluding to. Bailey, you like old men with pierced ears? I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> but no, I was just going to say... Like what you were talking about with her being pregnant and nobody listening to her. That was what was really bothering me, like in making me feel sick because I am terrified of being pregnant because of sickness. And like just thinking about her being in pain and nobody would do anything or take her seriously was just like. Absolutely. Awful. That That is absolutely the scariest part of this movie. Yeah. Oh, I love the, the line that this woman has no control over her life, which is. Yeah. And, I, and I think. Yes. I think is the theme. I mean, I'm not dumb. I get the themes of this movie. You know, I know I get what it's saying, but that's absolutely the the scariest part of it. I love that line. I think we're pretty close to it in the breakdown when he says something about Sapristine and she goes, He's just gonna tell me the pain will go away in two days. Yeah. And like she's been there, she's heard it, she's over it. You're done just... hearing the same old shit. Yes. You're done. You're done. She she's been fed continuously throughout this movie and it keeps going. It keeps going. She's fed the same lines, man. And it's like, God damn, why is no one listening to me? Her girlfriends yeah. do. Rosemary decides to throw a party with her with their friends, not the old people, not the cult. Fuck all that. The young friends, not inviting any old Satanist. And Rosemary is like, I'm not going to drink this devil drink no more for three days. Uh, I got my friends coming. And she wants a second opinion from, from, from Dr. Hill. 
this is one of the most intense scenes in the movie because after the party's done, all all her friends are listening to her cry and they're like, you're not supposed to be hurting. You're not supposed to be feeling this way. This is fucking crazy. She tells Guy, I want a second opinion and Guy blows up. This scene is is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The mm-hmm. intensity, the tension, the fucking back and forth. When Rosemary finally stands up for herself, the acting here, yeah, the acting here actually ramps up and it becomes good. Really dig it. Correct. This is when the movie starts getting great. This is uh, definitely a escalation point for the film. It's a it's a pivot point for sure. Right, right. If you were already sold, this would be a pivot point. Um, yeah, and, and this pain- would be like halfway through the movie. By the way, you still got a long time. Correct. A long way to go. I like a slow burn. The pain stops suddenly when she's saying she wants all this, and it's like, well, all her worries are, are curtailed. You don't need nothing else now. So Ro, Ro continues her fucking devil drink, and Hutch, by the way. So the pain stops, but then she feels the baby also. Yes. yes just, yes. just want to point that out. Yes. The baby's alive. She's tripping balls, and like, the baby's alive. It's kicking. Hutch went into a coma by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we skipped over this part. Hutch visited and he was missing a glove mm-hmm. and that, that plays into some certain things that happen later in the film where people miss or missing things or their their personal things are not with them and they fall into like terrible tragedies. So Hutch visits Rosemary and tells her she's looking fucked up. Then he's missing a glove when Guy suddenly comes home in make, full makeup from his set and is like, oh, yeah, they did whatever, and I had to come home. Nah, that's because the cast of vets told you there's a random guy in Rosemary's apartment. You got to come mm-hmm. home now and fucking mm-hmm. solve this shit. This is why repeated watches are, are valuable mm-hmm. um, for building the story and seeing it how it is. Hutch leaves without a glove, and this boy falls into a coma. But he was doing research, right? And mm-hmm. he called. He called Rosemary to tell her, like, "Hey, I want to meet you in front of the Time Life Building." But she goes there, and he's not there. So she goes to his building and is like, "Where's Hutch?" She calls on the phone to his apartment, and some lady's like, "He fell into a coma." She has this book now that was given to her called "All of Them Witches." And the lady on the phone tells her the name is an anagram. So the movie's entering mystery territory. It's getting to me, I know other people are bored with it and blah blah blah. To me, it's getting more intriguing. It's getting more fucking in depth. And now the story is getting more fucking complex, and I'm just digging the shit out of it. She looks inside the book. The underlying shit is like, it's the devil's pepper. Tannis root is the devil's pepper. Mm-hmm. Hutch was doing the work. He was doing the work. Hutch was trying to save his side piece. Rosemary starts trying to make an anagram like out of the title of the book, and you get comes with the fall out of all them witches. Then you get elf shoot lame witch. Dope, but not the <laughs> title. She looks through the book further and figures out that Adrian... Mercado's son, Stephen Mercado, his anagram that when she rearranges it makes Roman Castavet. Oh, snap, son. Bruh. She tells <laughs> Guy about her discovery. 
she accuses Roman of being in the in a witch's coven and worries that her baby is going to be fucking used for flesh ripping and blood and in some kind of witch ritual. In some QAnon stuff. It's all about the cheese pizza, bro. Well, <laughs> Epstein. Yeah. Epstein. yeah Roman you're Polanski. Right. You're right. Yeah. They're all in yeah. it together. Yeah. Yeah. They were in this movie. If you look in the background, you think Roman Polanski <laughs> was trying to tell people? Yeah. No, I don't think he was trying to tell people. But if there's anyone that's going to be a part of that, all that, it's him. It's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think. It, I think it bled into his work, just you like think the... it bled on accident into his work. I know Tim yeah. is making a joke, but I I actually believe in all that shit. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> so anyway, just like, just like I, I, she has, I wasn't exactly because yeah, just I just like she has an older there's something going piece, on, you know. The old guy in love with the young girl taking advantage of. I mean, yeah, no. the 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 elites they be doing that shit, bro. I think they do. I do think they do. I definitely um, thought like that storyline since I cracked that egg. Um, I feel if that movie were to be made today, it would be slammed for being QAnon, you know, Q, QAnon yeah. conspiracy theorist, whatever. But yeah. because this was made in the sixties. It gets a free pass, but I'm like, ah, no, she's pointing it out. Then it's still present today. Like it's a thing. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think. Uh, well, all right, I'll stop with what I think. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Guy hmm. throws her book away. Right? He's like, "Fuck that book! You're crazy." And she walks into traffic. <laughs> this when we get that scene. <laughs> she calls the blind actor, and she's like. Well, God has your tie. He's like, well, yeah, we traded the ties. And that's why, like, okay, Guy has to be in on this in Rosemary's mind. Rosemary packs a bag and goes to see Dr. uh, Saperstein. And I like the, the God is Dead Time Magazine cameo that happens right here. It's Mm -hmm. fitting for the movie. And the receptionist is like, you know, you don't smell the way you did before, the way Saperstein does sometimes. And she's like, what the fuck? So in her, in Rosemary's mind, she's connecting the dots that Saperstein is part of it too. Rosemary goes to a phone booth and calls Dr. Hill and is like, there's a plot against me. There, there, there There's a witch coven that's trying to take my baby. And Dr. Hill's like, I'm tired. I need a nap. <laughs> Literally, direct quote. <laughs> yeah, th- that boy is just like done. He's not even. I inter- was like, I am right there with you, doctor. <laughs> Correct. He- he's not even entertaining this shit, but he finally does. He's like, meet me in my fucking office at eight. She goes there. And again, the tension in all of these scenes are great because you don't know who's listening. You don't know. Who's watching? There's a guy that's standing outside the, the phone booth that could be part of the witch coven. You don't know. You don't know what's going you, on. I, I initially thought it was Saperstein. The back of his head's very general, older, white guy look. And you're like, oh, right. shit. He is right. outside listening to her. Easily could have been. Easily. But, yeah. it play, but, it, but it plays it a different way. And then she goes to the office of Dr. Hill. He hears her story out about fucking these, you know, the history of the building, the witches, and the doctor's like, all right, 
you know, I'm gonna get you into a hospital, go rest in this room, but he betrayed her. He fucking betrayed her ass, man. He okay. Did. So in this scene, is he betraying her because yep. of nineteen sixties uh sexism? Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, he thinks she's crazy. Yep. Or was he in on it? No, no I think he just thinks she's he just think it yeah. he just thought she was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the only reason I I agree with that because I was waiting for him to show up in that final scene. I was right. waiting for him to be in that room, and because he's not, I'm I'm ready to believe that he just thinks she's crazy. But just the kind of way he acted and the way he called Saperstein, I was like, man, is this guy in on it? But Bailey, where are you at with this movie at this point? Like with the reveals, the fucking the mystery, the the everything. Like, I mean, it's really like I said. I was feeling sick. I was feeling, oh. I was feeling stressed. I was feeling just bad for her. Oh, and also, yeah. I mean, it's just good. It's a good mystery. I want to read the book now. I just looked it up on the library app that I have, and they have an audio book that's uh, narrated by Mia Farrow. Oh, wow. Nice. So I want to get more details. Hell yeah. She's got but, a good voice. I could see her reading a uh... I yeah. see that being nice. Nice. Yeah, she's nice like a very like Soft. 50, 60s accent, but she said she was from Nebraska. Interesting. Like, there's no way. I wouldn't have guessed that. Not for <laughs> real life, but oh. did you remember in the movie? She was like, oh, I'm from Omaha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. from she, big family. I've got 16 nieces and nephews. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this was the point in the movie where we were sitting on the couch and Bailey was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Oh, no. And we were like, I don't know. I asked her, I was like, is it the movie or is it the pizza we ate? Because my stomach's not feeling great. But I was like, same. What do you think <laughs> it is? And I do like we had a brief conversation about how I feel like women will react to this movie differently than we will. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely... I've spoken to some, my friend's mom, who she says this is one of her favorite movies because it is like being a mother and going through the experience of pregnancy and childbirth and all that gives you a completely different outlook on what she is going through and just how terrifying it would be. Well, if no one believes you about your pain, your everything you're feeling, and and you have this child growing in your body, and you can't yeah. trust anybody, yes, yep. it's. Very I think that's fucked up. That's the root of the fear for me in this movie. Is it's not it's not necessarily about the satanic cult and all that that creates that fear. It's the paranoia of feeling that I have nobody to go to, nobody in my corner. The isolation and yeah, just helplessness that, and no yes. control it's, over your own life. Yeah. That you know I, mean? I yeah. think this movie no control whatsoever. Like you don't yeah. have to say. I think that movie captures that terrifying feeling. I think mm-hmm. it captures it beautifully. I when she's like, I agree. Take her home and she goes into labor and she's screaming for somebody to help her and they're like injecting her with stuff. I've started sweating. I was yeah. like, Agreed. oh my gosh, yeah. this is so bad. And then. She doesn't even get to see her devil baby. You mentioned, I love that Time magazine of Is God Dead or God is Dead. I, I like that. I like that part of the movie. It's so... Made me think of yes. Opeth. Well, then they echo it at the end when they're chanting. Yes. With yes, the baby in do. the room. 
And I just thought that was a nice, again, a subtle attention to detail and just setting up a scene early. The the doctor's office, totally unrelated to what's going to happen later. Well, not totally unrelated. It's Saperstein's office. But just that nice little nod that uh, Rosemary sees that magazine. And it's really the first nod before the secretary mentions the smell. Mm -hmm. And then we get that chant echoed again at the end. And I just thought it's all the little details. It's all in there, and that's why yeah. I love this final act of the. They threaten her with going to a mental hospital if she don't shut the fuck up. Some Shutter Island stuff. Yeah, Rosemary escapes on an, a fucking elevator in her apartment building. She's like, "No, I'm not part of this. I'm done." But she's part of it. She she's in her her apartment, and they break in through the fucking secret door. And she goes into fucking labor while Saperstein, like Bailey said, is giving her sedatives. I'm not going to lie. I got emotional at that scene when she is screaming in her bed as her husband and her doctor are the first two to tie her down and hold her down. And she's screaming for help. Like, it's it's visceral. It's hard to watch this helpless woman be abused by the only people she knew and the only people she trusted it's brutal this is the this, and this is the climax of the movie like like leading up to it but it's the climax where you you're having her like she had her kid now she's giving her breast milk up and Laura Louise isn't there <laughs> she sucks man god damn she sucks she's <laughs> She, Rosemary is giving up her breast milk. She can't be convinced that her kid is dead. Abe and Guy come in and try to tell her that, but she's like, you're lying. You're lying. She's screaming that. Lying witches, man. She knows what the fuck is going on. Rosemary starts fucking putting those pills away. She has these, like, sedatives that at first she was willingly taking, so they trusted her to take them, but then mm-hmm. she started fucking putting them in that little um, bedside right. post. Yep. Yeah, she's not. She's done with that shit. And then she gets up, and I love this scene. This is one of the best. Like, I love the scene earlier when her and her husband were arguing. I, I think that was a great scene. I think the scene where she gets up and gets the knife and hides when Guy comes back to the apartment for something in the fridge mm-hmm. and then stops the cradle with the knife mm-hmm. and the way it's all filmed and shot like wow y'all were on y'all's fucking game and then she sneaks through that fucking hallway that was buried in the closet and goes into the cast of its apartment and everyone's there including guy and rosemary enters the scene holding the knife she got from their kitchen. And I want to hear everyone's take on this, but for an ending of a movie, I don't know how you get better than... I, I know Ricky earlier said he wanted to see the baby, and I get that, but like the ambiguity of not seeing the baby, but... I, I think I agree. I think the ending of this movie is fantastic. The ambiguity is actually one of the things I really love. I'm one of those who believes that the less you see, the better. There are very few times in a movie where I'm satisfied with the creature reveal, so to say. 
Mm-hmm. There usually once I see it, the horror is gone, and it becomes an action or an escape or whatever. But in this case, we never see it, but we're given all the clues to what it looks like to form in our own our own mind what is most terrifying for us. And I think that's what makes this ending stick with you so much longer than if you had seen it. Because if you had seen it, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, did you picture the baby as having hooves for feet? I don't know. But all the clues that were given in there is the ladies say, look at the baby's feet. Look at the baby's hands. It has its father's eyes. Yeah. And so you're just given these little clues as to what it could look like. The biggest one we get is the eyes because we saw the father's eyes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, look at its hands and feet. Are you picturing hooves? Are you picturing something else? Are you picturing clawed hands? Like that is totally up to the viewer to put in their own mind. And whatever you're going to create is probably scarier to you than what Roman Polanski would have chosen. But I also mentioned earlier the husband in this scene when he is like, they promised they wouldn't hurt you. And her spitting in his face Uh, was just like, yeah, it wasn't enough, but also it was satisfying. Like his his face reaction to that of like, I didn't realize it would be that big of a deal kind of. And seeing how fucking piece of shit. (laughs) He is awful. But I... I even love the nearly, we mentioned him earlier, uh, the nearly Hitchcock aspect of you don't know what she chose at the end. You just zoom out. And the end. The novel explains it more. um, And I'll, I'll spoil this for the novel. She decides to raise the baby. So in the film, Rosemary is confronting everyone, the whole satanic witch coven cult. The whole thing. Uh, and she has the knife and they're like, oh my gods. But she sees the baby. Roman convinces her to be a mother to the baby. To rock the baby. Quiet the baby. Love the baby. Because at first she sees it and she's like horrified. And that's the iconic, you know, what did you do to it? You maniacs. The eyes. What did you do to it? And Roman's like, it's got his father's eyes. But then she rocks the baby to sleep. And it quiets down. In the novel, she decides to tell the Vatican that she gave birth to Satan's son and they do with it what they will. But she decides, I will raise this child and give it my, you know, goodness and hope it does better than what it's supposed to do, Mm. being the devil's son. So that's how the novel goes out. But the film ends again ambiguity out the ass and i love this about the movie i love this she just is rocking the cradle and contemplating and it's done it's over and you get that lullaby at the end again beautiful beautiful ending to this fucked up psychological dig under your skin movie yeah anyone (laughs) anyone else have a final i'm I'm right there with you i love this film even watching it I watched it for the first time probably two years ago. Initially, you know, shame on me. I had no interest in watching a movie called Rosemary's Baby. I didn't know much about it until, like I said, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of piqued my interest. And then I'd seen it mentioned in some horror documentaries. 
And I was like, okay, I want to give it a shot. But I was impressed the first time I watched it. I'm more impressed the second time I watch it that when it finished today, we watched it about an hour before we started recording this. Uh, I told Bailey, I said, this movie goes from zero to a hundred in two hours and 15 minutes. It's not zero to a hundred in 15. It is a slow burn that gradually just mm-hmm. adds the clues, builds the tension. And by the end of it, you feel physically uncomfortable, whether that's ill or stressed or whatever, it gets under your skin in a way not many movies do. And that's a testament to how well the uh, movie is just constructed from the script and the attention to details to little things that like that man missing his glove. You're not going to notice it the first time until the end. And you're like, oh, that does have importance. And all of those little scenes, the only scene I can really think of that doesn't have importance is that let's make a love scene. But outside <laughs> of that, like I, outside of that, there are all these little hints and clues as to what's happening that the repeated watch just makes me realize the attention to detail and care and crafting this movie makes it fantastic. Halfway through, I looked at Bailey and I said, this makes me want to watch old movies because they don't make it like this anymore. No, you have to pay attention to the dialogue. Hereditary. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a movie that is hereditary. Oh, (laughs) you mentioned you mentioned it was very dialogue heavy earlier and it is, but all of the clues lay in that dialogue and it's well done dialogue. It's well-constructed dialogue. I think you mentioned it came nearly straight from the book. Yeah. Which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's honestly, I think it's a masterpiece of the genre. I would be hard pressed to name a movie like it. And definitely one that is like it and better. I don't I don't think there is one. I agree, and I'll go right after you because I know other people have different opinions, and I've already said on the Joe Blow episode that we this is one of my favorite horror films of all time. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I used to go to sleep putting this movie on. I love the acting, the mystery, and, and again, repeated watches when you watch it again and again. You notice that like guy is sneaking off to go party with the cast of vets and it's it there's so much there's layers to this movie. It's a layered film. The director aside, yeah, he's a fucking asshole douchebag, but uh I love it. Ten out of ten, Rosemary's baby for me. And uh I'll leave it up to everyone else. Uh I'll do it on the shuttle scale, because that makes it easy for me engaging that's a 0.5 i found myself wanting to look at my phone a lot bored wondering when the movie was going to be over memorable i'll give that a 0.5 as well that's it's it's got some stuff that's going to stick with me and has since the first time i saw it enjoyable 0.5 there's been there's quite a lot of scenes quite a lot of characters i enjoy including many um and I love hating guy. <laughs> What's what comes after that? Uh, There's t-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Big fat zero. Um, the imagery, none of that is too great in my opinion. Rewatchable zero. I, I don't think I ever want to watch this again. 
So that puts me at a 1.5 on a shuttle scale, which would put me on a three out of 10 on our scale, which feels really low, which feels too low because I want to say that I appreciate how well crafted the film is. I think the storytelling is fucking what's the word I'm looking for. It's over that just the movie is overhyped. It's over. It's not as good to me as everyone thinks it is. It's just mm-hmm. not. Maybe it, the reputate, the reputation it has precedes it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like, and people want to like it more than they do like it. Maybe you do. Maybe you like it as much as you do. Maybe you don't. I'm not saying that about you guys. I'm just saying I found myself wanting to yeah. like this movie a lot more than I could tolerate it. And, and I just can't think of the, the fucking word. I'm, it's just overrated. Right. It's overrated to you. Over overrated. fucking rated. Thank yeah. you. And dude, like, I get it, man. Like, no. this is a slow burn. No, it's not a slow burn. It's too fucking long. So I, I'm <laughs> going to agree. I do feel like it's probably 15 minutes too long. But at the same time, like I said, I, I don't know where I would trim that fat. The only thing I would get rid of, I don't know if it's important, but what's her name? Terry. I don't see how that was that important. The girl at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, but I like the detail of her being like the before girl. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. I'm just saying, when I watched Terrifier 2, which is longer than this, it felt shorter. That's all I'm going to say. Was Godzilla minus one. Okay. You know what? (laughs) Wow. She's trying to start a fight right right now. What? What about Godzilla minus one? She said it felt longer than this. Oh, did she not like it? Oh, uh, she hates Godzilla. She hated that I drug her to go see it with me. So that doesn't count. Yes. No, no. Um, <laughs> look, I and I just know Travis is going to edit this to make me sound like the biggest fucking idiot in the world. No, I'm not. So, yeah, you will, because you want me to sound stupid because I don't like the movie. No, so I would, I would not do that. So it's just if. It's it feels overrated as fuck to me. Roman Polanski, I don't know what else you've done, like the, what other movies you've the, made other the, than Touch Kids. The Ninth with, Gate with the Johnny Ninth Depp. Gate. That I remember still... being I remember being bored by that too. It's long and it's boring. Yeah, but I saw it when I was a kid, so I don't know. It, well, you're gonna feel the same way. It's long and it's boring. I promise. Dude. But but I love it. I do love it. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I can't I say I've seen like, any of his other films. Like, like we were, y'all were talking about the details. The details and the layers in this actually feel rudimentary to me. Mm-hmm. This feels like overrated. Like, this feels simple. Like, of course, yeah, if I watch it a few more times, like, like the rewatch value in Hereditary, I feel is way higher than mm-hmm. on this. Like, mm-hmm. you'll catch way more. I don't know, man. This this one doesn't do it for me, but it, it feels wrong to give it a 3 out of 10. So I'll give it a fat 4. Because I never want to watch it again. Ooh. That's why. And, and, and now you don't have to. We done did it, so you don't you don't have to. It's the, done. Horror, the horror was real. I appreciated Nia Farrow for the most part. I appreciated <laughs> the acting. I appreciated the writing, but it just... It just didn't hold up to me. I don't know. I'm Maybe sorry. I'm just jaded and dumb. No, no, it's his fault. <laughs> Look at him. 
I'm pointing at Travis, by the way. <laughs> well, I didn't pick the movie, though. <laughs> we yeah, picked did. it. Yeah, you did. No, he genuinely didn't. No, I'm gaslighting him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gaslighting him. We're going <laughs> to eat his baby. I was like, he just told us He just told us to let him know what movie we wanted to do. And Bailey goes, let's do Rosemary's Baby. So, look, I... <laughs> It just so I happens it's one of I, my favorite movies, but I yeah. understand and it's one of ours. Yeah, <laughs> I understand why people like the movie. I'm not saying that. I just don't think it's a masterpiece. That's how I feel about The Exorcist, man. I feel like people I, love I, that I'm movie, with you on that. and they and I'm it's with like, you on that too. It's, it's great, not sure. that good. Sure, the film, the film is fine. The film is great, but right. like, what, what yeah. is what about it? Yeah, why, why this movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember, so one of the first 13 nights of Halloween we did before we were doing a podcast, we just did it on Instagram, and we I I gave uh, the original actress a pretty low score, because I'm not that impressed by it. Me neither. And we got some comments about, like, man, that's harsh for such a classic. And I'm like, yeah, but... It's the hype around the movie more than... Yeah, I think that it was the hype around the movie that people I, remember Rosemary's more than maybe. the movie. That I think that's what Ricky's saying too. Like he's like everyone loves this movie. I think I I I'm gonna say for me like I I just feel like, like I I would rather watch The Exorcist 100 percent because oh, at I, least The Exorcist has a bunch of scary like imagery in it. The girl floating in bed, fucking the lighting, everything is so stylish. Oh, it I, looks I, so cool. With the I agree fog. with that. Yeah, the, like the, I I just ha- would have more fun watching that imagery regardless of if the storytelling's better or worse i don't give a shit about i think i'm gonna watch exorcist believer once we hang up well i'm gonna go to bed i saw that in theaters and (laughs) well i I gotta wake up early go deer hunting so i saw that in theaters and liked it more than i thought i would but i would say maybe hold off until it's streaming for free but it it just went to peacock today or yesterday i don't know right on yeah 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 the first act I actually found out found was pretty cool. It was okay. After the first act, it falls the fuck apart. Though. So first off, it, like yes, the, the technical skill of of making this movie is there. Like I see that, mm-hmm. but but I feel like this movie is extremely dated. I feel like if I was watching this in 1968, I'd be like, oh, this is a ten. This is a great movie. But watching it today, I do not feel the same. Like I said, I I, I think out of the first 40 minutes, I probably could have cut like. 30 of it or at least 25 of it and and made it a little bit more clear and concise and not so drawn out it even for a slow burn it's too fucking slow it's not consistently ramping up right it does ramp up gradually but it's still just not fucking consistent so i'm spending 40 percent of the movie just waiting for something marginal marginal to happen that's different right and it's just not going on that way um the acting i Man, I I just see it. I, I didn't. The the greatest acting I saw was when they were being like boisterous and ridiculous and and stuff like that, right? Like when she's screaming and when she, you know the devil's on top of her and like the end with the baby, like all those scenes where they're in shock and they're like horrific and everything. The acting was great, but then they would go from that back to the shitty acting they were doing earlier in the movie, and the contrast would just keep punching me in the face. I didn't like that. Um, I did like the imagery, like the bow, the, the demon scene. Like, there's some really cool imagery in this movie, for sure. I do like how, like, it uses all the clues and the plot lines. Like, 
like I said, the technical stuff was there and it was well done for sure. That being said, I don't think I would rewatch this movie anytime soon. I like it didn't make me excited. Uh, I'm not gonna say I was like picking up my phone the entire time, but I was also just like, all right. I had to put my phone at my desk where I couldn't reach it. I was yeah, I was kinda like, well, when 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 when's shit gonna start catching me for real? When's when's stuff gonna start (laughs) ramping up a little bit more, right? Like that's what I was waiting for. And then like I said, about halfway through the movie, shit started like flying. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we're getting somewhere. I like this. So I think my overall rating, I'm, I'm going to give it like a 60 out of 100. So a 6 out of 10. Would I suggest everyone should watch it at least once? Yes. Like, I, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Is it something that I plan on watching anytime soon? No. I might rewatch it in the future again. Um, but I just, I don't see it because I'm just, I'm trying to watch other horror movies and other movies in general. Right? right. So it's like for me to make time for it, I just, I'm just not there on it. Yeah, also, I want to say me and Travis have very different opinions on a perfect ending for a movie. Jeez. I like the ambiguity of what's she going to do and all that, but, like, man, I don't know. I just do not feel like this movie had a perfect anything. I I like the ending. I like the ambiguity of it. Though, like, the way I felt about it was that, like, she was was buying in, right? Like, I'm going to take care of this baby is kind of how I felt about it. Um, and Which I do I think it's kind of lame. She felt her motherly want. I think it's yes. kind of lame. Yes. Well, I, I do For think me, it's a better lame. ending would have been her like throwing the baby out the window or some shit. So, I don't know. And, well, yeah. And when I was watching that would be fun. So, I think, yeah, I think a baby <laughs> yeah. might have been too nope. much for 1965. So, so, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's 1960s problems, bro. Yeah. Like, well, it's not my problem today in 2023, man. I definitely the thought crossed my mind that she was gonna hop out the window. Dude, the I thought for a minute she was right, gonna like, stab the baby, but then old girl so, took the knife from her. Yeah. I do love um, the attention to detail when Minnie picks up the knife and she's worried about the floor. She wipes yeah. it. Yeah. She kinda wipes it like Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There's a lot of attention to detail, but I don't know. And there's there's com there's comedy at the end too where the guy's wanting to take the picture and he's like he's yeah. gesturing to yeah. her like <laughs> while yeah. she's there like, fucking yeah. I like I like that stuff too. You know what? I'm gonna bump this one up to a four point five. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm feeling generous. And I liked the movie a lot more than I did the first time I watched it. So maybe that is a testament to its rewatchability. But I think I'm done with it. I just I just feel like I'm done though. It's really watch number five that you need to get to. And then, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's when I'll be just become Travis and start watching it in my sleep. All right. I don't think I gave it a score. I'm, I'm a 10 out of 10 on this one. I'm actually cool. I gave you my opinion on it, so I won't dive into that one again, but I usually base a 10 out of 10 means I would turn it on again immediately right after finishing it. Yeah. And that's how I feel about this movie. I would dive back in. I would go downstairs and turn it on again because it creates a world that I enjoyed spending time in and I would go back to that. So I understand the drawbacks to what you guys are saying. I I get it. There's just something about this movie that draws me to it. So, Mm -hmm. And that's understandable. That's why we do this stuff, man, just so that we can talk it out and figure it out and Turns out I liked the movie more than I thought I did after having our talk. 
Yeah. You know, I just don't I, like it nearly on the same level as you guys. I, I'll put it this way. Right now, after, because I watched the movie like right before we started this. Yeah, um, same. Same. For the first I finished time. it. For six, the first time. I finished it like so, 6.15. Oh, really? And, yeah. and like right right now, I feel like I am more excited to rewatch Skin and Marine than I am to watch Rosemary. Me too. I was Hell thinking yeah. that. I was Hell just yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'm just, behind I'm that. Just gonna, I'm just going to say that. I was thinking that. that, Trevor. I was like, oh, that, man, this is this yeah. is. Yeah. This is more boring than Skinamarink right now, cuz. I'm with that. So, Bailey, <laughs> how do you feel about your final watch? Not final, but not this final last... watch. Dan. No, you no, can no. Keep no. watching it, Bailey. You don't have to listen to him right now. <laughs> you can keep watching it. How do you feel about this last watch of uh, Rosemary's Baby? Is there like a specific number I'm supposed to have out of? Is out of 10 or out of 100? You know what? Whatever we you do want. out of ten, but you can do whatever you want. You can do want. whatever you want. You can give it three and a half bananas out of ten watermelons. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm gonna go nine out of ten. I won't Ooh. go. I won't go ten out of ten because I don't feel like I want to go watch it right now because I just got over my nauseous feeling. But she also asked me why I rewatch movies, anyways. <laughs> like I'm, I'll rewatch it again in like two years. Tim watches the same movie all week if he likes it. Oh, but yeah. Tim, my man, yeah. <laughs> let's watch Phantasm until our eyes bleed and our yes. heads fall out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I feel like it's definitely probably one of my top five for sure. Nice. I feel like I just like you said. I think that I now that I know what happened in the story and I don't have to pay super close attention to it. Right. It's a good background movie. Yeah, well, that was Rosemary's Baby. Um, we got a fucking lower score from from Trev and Rick, and we got some higher scores from me, Bailey, from and Tim. From all the smart people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm me. saying it now. Now it's part <laughs> of the episode. It's it's part <laughs> of the pinky the pinky poking. So we poking the pinkies out at at uh, Rosemary's Baby tonight, and uh. We can't give it a nightclub ten because it ain't it ain't there, but I, I would say this movie is at least at least worth watching. Everyone agrees on that part. Yeah. I, oh I yeah, by far yeah. easily. Definitely. This movie is historical. I mean, look, even if it was a, <laughs> and it's it's not a complete piece of shit, but even if it was a complete It'd piece still of be shit, worth it. <laughs> it would still be watching it because of its yeah. historical significance. Look at everything attached to it. Right. You know. Right. So that being said, I want to say Tim and Bailey, thank y'all for being here on the nightclub to review this movie with us, talk about this film. I want to direct all the listeners to go and check out the average podcast link in the show notes. Uh, check out what they do over there because I had a lot of fun being a part of it and listening to other episodes where they break down movies the way they do. Go check out the average podcast. Tim Bailey, thank y'all so much for being on the nightclub. Thank you yes. for having us. We had a good time. I would definitely be back. Well, you will then. And and Bailey, okay. you as well, if you want to. We, we, we'll have y'all back anytime. And we're going to do a... a Ricky's been getting me on this war Warhammer. We're gonna do a Warhammer episode next year. It's it's going to happen cemented. We're, I'm saying it now, so it has to happen. We're gonna do it 2024 Warhammer episode. We're gonna. I'm fucking... gonna decide. I'm gonna decide. I hate Warhammer next year. No, <laughs> no, don't. <decide laughs> After you that. announce the episode. No. <laughs> I want to do a Warhammer. I want to dive into the lore and fucking discuss all the grimdark cosmic greatness that is warhammer 40k discuss yeah. how awesome space marines are watch his face now bailey calls them yeah. uh robots in space is what she refers to him and i 
I started to explain why that's so wrong, but I started to sound really nerdy, so. <laughs> well, no, you see, actually, they're uh, genetically engineered super soldiers that are 12 feet tall. They have two hearts. <laughs> they have two hearts and multiple extra organs, and they each weigh 12 tons. They're basically unkillable. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> this is shitty guy, Rick. Eat your mouse and shut the fuck up. <laughs> this Trev? is Tim from the Average Reviews Podcast. Thanks for having us. We had a great time. Oh. This is T. Trev from Year One. <laughs> I cast greater stub toe on you. Oh, I cast testicular torsion on you. <laughs> Rosemary's baby might not be the best It's kind of boring But I love it Overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples. He shall redeem the despised and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured. Hail Adrian! Hail Satan! Out of all the world, out of all the women, the whole world, he chose you. He arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son. His power is stronger than stronger. Hail, his might shall last longer than longer. Yes, Satan! No! It can't be! No! Look at his hands and his feet. Satan lives! The air is one!